0: Can. Hey guys, welcome oh, to no. episode 148 of CMD Towers Bruise and Builds. I'm Mr. Common Number 5 and my fellow host just spilled all over and yes, this has nothing to do with a magic card, Big Messy Tuck.
1: It wasn't that bad really. Uh, I think like I was trying to debate if I should drink from the can or if I should drink from a glass and I feel like I should have gone the can route but here we go. Uh, Ew, it's good stuff uh, and also here we Ew. go a little bit here uh, for those who are playing the home game i might sound a little different and that's because my power has been off for the last 4 hours so i'm recording from one of my rugby uh not only my my rugby teammates but also my roommate for my upcoming uh, canada trip so shout out to marvin who's still kind of working in the ba- who's kind of working in the area below me
0: how are you mr combo i'm i'm good and i'm just excited that we have another Bruise and Patron episode that we're doing, and we have uh, King Rickers here. What's up, Rickers? Hey, old old school
1: fan, man, bringing it back.
2: Yeah, I'm stoked. This is going to be a lot of fun.
1: Well, I
0: can't promise that, but well, and I think we have to go ahead and uh, you know I had to twist this guy's arm to come on here because you know I guess moving homes is a big uh, you know process and it takes a lot out of you. Come on, be homeless like the rest of us. This yeah, exactly. To, like, living out of boxes over here.
1: Yeah, we can see. I
0: can see you got a few <laughs> unpacked in the back there,
1: so there that's at least a nice to start, yeah. right? Did you have to like unscramble and find your laptop and your headset and everything to get ready for today?
2: Uh, the computer was actually the easy part. It was cards. I was like trying oh, to figure out God. where I stashed all my cards. Tried to yeah. not put them all in the same box
0: because it weighed about ten thousand pounds the first time. We'll see. Th- actually, that's a that's a little trick people didn't realize. With us Magic: The Gathering players, yes, we live a sedentary style uh, lifestyle, but you don't realize how heavy our card boxes yeah. are. That's like going to 24-hour fitness over here.
1: So my movie nightmare was I had all of my uncom- my commander playable commons and uncommons sorted by color and CMC, right? Because I have crippling OCD and ADHD, and then my dad was helping me move. My dad's usually very in control of his body and everything, and I heard like something like something f- sound like it fell at the bat- of back of the truck. We were loading it. I was like, okay, whatever, you know, it's probably nothing. And then my dad just opens the door. He's like, ah, uh, so I screwed up. I was like, what? And he had dropped all of those cards off onto my driveway. That had all been sorted meticulously. So, did you happen to have any of those sort of mishaps with your move?
2: Oh no! Uh, honestly, one of the smoothest like moving experiences. We didn't scratch a single thing. Nothing. Fell wow! Oh wow! Truck. It was it was insane. I was absolutely astounded. Uh, it's
1: very impressive.
2: Yeah, if, if all of my cards got unsorted, I probably would have just, like, quit and started over. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> like, all right, time to, time to, time to go trade yeah. in my collection, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just wheelbarrow it up and take it down to yeah. the
0: LGS. Which is kind of funny. I keep getting these ads on, I think it's Instagram, for some company that apparently you could just send all of your bulk into. They'll sort everything for you. And uh, they, like, I think it's something, like, cards over a dollar it's like a percentage but if it's like penny or quarter cards they charge you like 10 cents so it's kind of one of those gambles of you hope your high dollar cards outweigh all the oh, trash yeah. that's there um and i've been very tempted but i know a lot of my un like uh commander decked cards are absolute trash so i think it's be better yeah. to set them on fire for kindling
1: there's some places where it's, like, they'll do it by the pound, right? So, like, for every pound of cards you give them, they give you, like, a dollar or something like that. So, it's better than just sitting around if you're not using them, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. Selling so, cards like scrap metal. Just pretty much. Down to scale. Is that what's going to be the future? Instead of homeless people digging for cans and aluminum, they're actually digging for magic cards? Like, oh, I got these, like... Hundred basic
1: lands instead of like, uh, instead of like finding like a really valuable like wine bottle, like, oh my god, a foil, a foil seventh
0: edition forest.
1: Now I could go buy a hamburger.
0: <laughs> so, Rickers, uh, Tuck had some questions that we wanted to ask you just to kind of learn a little bit more about yourself. Um, and I wanted to ask the first one How long have you been playing Magic the Gathering specifically, and when did you get into Commander and why?
2: Okay, so start of magic uh let's see it was high school and so that would have been like twenty two thousand Oh, wow okay area and um it was more like the i'd always seen the cards um my brother played. My older brother played when he was younger, but my mom sort of, like, took all the demonic-looking cards out, so he's left with, like, <laughs> a bunch of forests and stuff, so that dissuaded me for a long time, and we did Pokemon and stuff, but we I saw the dual decks, and I was like, well, she's not going through all my stuff now, so I bought, like, the Liliana... No dual deck or whatever and we we played with those a lot and then so like anything Rakdos anything Golgari I'd pick up like a dual deck and just play like whatever was in the box and not really think about it never did the LGS thing too much and I just sort of kept those cards and had them forever and then they just moved with me it was maybe a lunchbox full of magic cards and uh eventually one of my roommates like was super into commander and he's I was like oh I play magic yeah we should we should try that out so he let yeah. me play one of his decks and he gave me like his worst cats deck ever and then he sat down with his like over over-engineered Cranko deck and just lit me <laughs> yep. up and i was like well this sucks dude this is the worst yep. experience thanks thanks had. for that much appreciated yeah. Yeah so I so I turned it I was like I'm not going back to that no reason there that that was terrible and then uh like 3 years later seeing him play with his friends I was like okay now nah, I got to get into this I probably just have to not trust you
0: to give me the to give me the but cards Was he the, was he the first one that you unleash unholy hell upon Great question uh,
2: Yeah he was the inspiration so it's like <laughs> I I started and I was like, all right, uh, I'm gonna look up like what's the best deck I could possibly make. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna I'm gonna come at you with that. Like yeah, what kills I mean, goblins the just, fastest.
1: It's, it's just the it's just the video of uh Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber just shooting that guy in the dream, just going, <laughs> <"Dye>, Die, die, die. <laughs> yeah. That's the deck you wanna build.
2: Yeah. And oh, so that's um that was probably like two and a half years ago so oh
1: wow okay kind of kind of newish yeah
2: yeah Uh, the commander journey's not long
1: you made mention so i think the next question you kind of already answered uh with your rakdos and golgari and other demonic now that you're free from your mother's clutches getting into the demonic (laughs) colors are those still this are those still the kind of color combinations that you like to play with or do you kind of go all over the place where where you add on in terms of like from a deck building or even just like personal preference of color deal
2: yeah, 100%. I've always enjoyed like the flavor of the black cards, the the sacrifice loops, all of yeah. the all of the sort of disgusting degenerate things that get somebody at the table to just be like, that's not even fair. <laughs> like, <whatever laughs> you, yeah, like those are fun, but um I'd say if it's a color pair, it probably needs to have black in it. Like yeah. if it's three colors, it's got to have black in it. But if mono color, I I mean mono green's hard to beat, man. Yeah, green, 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 anything
1: is hard to beat. So
0: yeah, just so much. Oh, yeah, because green's the new blue. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah,
1: <laughs> green is the new blue. You get to play I'm just fast. waiting you for a, a force
0: of forest to come out. Uh, <laughs> if anyone at the table even gives side eye to green, counter their spells for the rest of the game. Play right. Play this card for free. Force of like, forest. Oh, okay, that seems, seems fair. Yeah, makes it makes it through the cycle every single time. Uh, and then the, I think the last question we wanted to ask you, and I want to, since you've only been playing Commander for the last two and a half years, uh, le- let's more dig into your favorite set. I mean, you've been playing since two thousand eight, nine, ten. You've seen a lot of sets. What do you think was your favorite, and kind of give us why?
2: Okay, um, currently, easy favorite. Not because I played it at the time, but cons of Tarkir going back oh, and oh, okay that set is so much fun because just I love the limited experience. That was something I got into recently, going to the game stores and just doing the the pass to the right, pass to the left, and then me and my brother tried out cons and sealed because we played a lot of M twenty one and sealed just to pick up extra cards. But cons sure. cons of Tarkir is just too rad. That's such a cool set. You've got like the the sort of Mongol orc tribes, and then all the dudes that fall around the dragons, and then every now and then you just hit a sweet sweet bomb of just some. You just, get, you just open. You open, <laughs>
1: <murders. laughs> open Zergo pack two, pick one, and have to just completely redo your entire build around it.
2: Yeah, and it still works.
1: <laughs> That's that was the first set that I started playing Magic again uh, when I started getting into it uh, as well. So yeah, Cons Cons is really is really solid. And you always have the chance of opening a fetch, which is incredible. So.
0: Yeah, well, and now uh, you can play Dominary United with chances to pull, uh, you know... Alexandra? So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just ridiculousness. It's madness. Well, Absolutely everyone, Bruise and Builds is our deck tech series. Since we have conquered our path to 32 and the 12 Thieves of EDH decks, we've moved on to a classic brew from day one, Bruise and Builds, with a traditional episode. But, of course, we do have one of our great patrons on here, which is one of the awesome rewards. But... Even so, we're still going to describe the ring of decks similar to how beer is brewed. And yes, my hands are going with the bouncing ball. Uh, and I hope all the YouTube people are like, where's the bouncing ball? And I can't see it. It's there. It's just only in my head. Yeah. <laughs> So here are the four different categories. The first one is ramp instead of your board state. We call that grains. And grains are the foundation of every beer. They
1: include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the content of the beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards.
0: Then we have how does your board interact with the rest of the board? We call that
1: hops. And Hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors, grow in a variety of strands, and help to sing with subcategories like this delicious original copy India Pale Ale from Local Wooden Robot. Hops choices help clear interact with the board so your deck can ultimately do what it wants.
0: Then my favorite section, and of course, I should have known this from uh, Ricker's time in the Discord, that he is a quite streamlined player. <laughs> uh, how is the deck going to close out and win and do its thing? We call that easy. And these are microorganisms that eat the sugar from
1: the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water.
0: And without yeast cards, your deck would meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then we have shenanigans. It's to be pet cards, fun synergies that are in the deck. That might be Fringe, but we still want to have them in. We call that spice. And not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty
1: one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into jalapeno stout. I need to go and change my template because I do not drink jalapeno stouts. I think they're disgusting. Or the additional hops that turn IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has
0: something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we talk about it. And then we do have a bottle capping, which will be Rickers, Tuck, and myself. We're each going to cut. Uh, three cards, and add three cards that'll be under $5, under 50 bucks at a no-budget restriction. We just can't talk about mana-only lands. So Without further ado, let's get brewing. Like we said, it's another Bruised and Patrons episode, and Rickers has brought Grease Fang's Garage to the table. So, Big Tuck, why don't you read who Grease Fang Okiba Boss is and does, and then, Rickers, give us the insight. First, why you decided to build this commander, how you designed your deck without giving away too many spoilers, and maybe just uh, some context on how the deck is played if you've been able to play it enough. Yes,
1: and uh, luckily because you're using Moxfield and I'm not wearing my glasses, you can click on the card and it blows up to a size that I can actually read. So Grease Fang Okiba Boss is a legendary creature rat pilot that's a 4-3. It's a rare from Neon Kamigawa, no, Neon Dynasty, Uh, and it's about a dollar. And it costs a colorless, a white, and a black. It's got a very unique ability. So at the beginning of combat on your turn, return target vehicle card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. Return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of your next end step. So pretty strong here. What made you want to hop in on, on this guy for, for your, one of your Orzov's builds? Maybe your only one.
2: Oh, okay. So right off the bat, um, have you guys ever seen Biker Mice from Mars? I should yes. have pulled it out Yeah, <laughs> no. I've got the I've got the VHS I, in a box. Yes, back I know game. exactly <laughs> what I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. So, so I spotted that, and I was like, "That's unavoidable." <laughs> Just looking at it right off the bat. And then, is your, so, is, your uh, is your
1: next deck gonna be Street Sharks based? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, oh that, that would good. be amazing.
2: <laughs> Just get the whole the whole like cavalcade of.
1: Uh, Weird animals one, one, on One season long uh Fox animated <laughs> well drills? I
0: mean if we're if we're going down that rabbit hole, then you got the next one after that has to be a Beetleboards deck. Oh
1: <laughs> that is a deep cut. <laughs> but
2: uh <laughs> I actually haven't heard of Beetleboards, so that's oh, be what I have to it's,
0: look up. It's nineties good, today bad. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> wow. That, that, yeah. That's in line with the rest of the suggestions. Beetle
1: borgs, <laughs> Big bad beetle borgs What?
2: But um outside of the outside of the artwork and how inspiring that is alone, um, I don't have a vehicles deck. You pretty much sure. never play with them. They're they're not normally great and they they often cost a lot and the really good ones people are just like, get that out of here, I kill it, and good luck. Like yeah. so, so looking at the way uh Grease Fang plays. It's really cool. You get to use them over and over again, and people have to exile them. And nobody really wants to spend that much time exiling your vehicles. Vehicles, yeah. Because yeah. everybody thinks Grease Fang's the problem, but it's really not that. So the low CMC gets him back out on the board super fast. Um, that, and I mean, it's cool, man.
0: Ride yeah. on a motorbike. Yeah, well, and I, <laughs> I will say... I really liked a lot of the themes that you had throughout the deck of like clever ways to leverage Grease Fang's ability, but be able to like tutor the library to the graveyard. Like most people just, I I don't think most people building Grease Fang would think of that. They would just more think kind of your initial point of, yeah, stuff's going to get removed. There's going to be board wipes. I mean, in my opinion, artifacts were the easiest permanent to get rid of in all of magic. There's just a litany of removal spells. So it's like, yeah, I mean, that's nice, but the cool, creative way that you have to tutor your library for the vehicle that you want <laughs> and be able to easily get it back. Like, I think it's so stupid. Like, Grease Fang doesn't have to do combat damage. Yeah. It doesn't need, it, it's like, not even like if Grease Fang has piloted a vehicle at the beginning of combat return, it's like, there's nothing. It's just like you yes. play it, and then boom, you get the effect. So I, I think there's so much cool stuff it's, you can do with this. It's kind of like playing the OG God
1: Cycle, right? Where, like, and for example, like for Perforos, you're not playing Perforos because he's a creature. That's, like, nice to have. And this, yep. like, it's pretty much just like an enchantment that can crew a vehicle here and there, right? So, like, oh, I right. think that's really cool. All the decks, I've, I've seen this played a couple times before. Like I said, Offcast, uh, one of the local guys has one. That I think I've seen him play once, and it didn't really turn out. But I've seen this on stream, and I don't even think they cast their commander the entire game, right? They just had enough juice to keep going, and then when they needed it, like they ended up dying. But they're getting ready to cast their commander the turn after, and then immediately go into their graveyard recursion and get going and bring back some like pretty heavy hitters.
2: Yeah, that's the the hidden the hidden beauty is that Grease Fang is the engine, but it's nowhere near the scariest thing. So if you can right. just put. A bigger threat out then grease fang sort of sneaks under the radar and now it's there just to drive the ship and uh so like parhelion hits the field and then grease fang comes in and everybody's like get rid of that big sky ship and then you just sort of like start bringing stuff Bring back. back in yeah <laughs> s- scooping things
0: out of the graveyard so general question because you also mentioned uh, you like Ractos. Don't you think this deck would be a billion times better if they swapped out white for red? Because you could do, like, Aggravated Assault and then get multiple combats, like, and just getting multiple Grease Fang triggers to bring extra stuff out? That just seems kind of busted.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, I think w- when you get down that line, you start to realize that maybe the dudes who designed the cards, the the dudes and ladies <laughs> that designed the cards, were thinking about stuff because you look yeah. at them. No. You're, you're like, man, red would be nuts. Oh, think what would happen if blue was in here? Like, <laughs> right, you know, right, right, right. Everybody right. would be done.
1: For what? It. And even with red, like you get access to both the reddies that care about sacrificing artifacts, right? Yeah. Like you get trash for treasure, like the list goes on, goblin engineer. So they probably thought that they probably, I would hope they thought that through and It wasn't just like, oh, hey guys, good news. You're all getting raises because you made Grease Fang fair because you didn't make it. You put in the effort to not make it black red. And they're like, oh yeah, uh, total, <laughs> yeah totally, totally. You. Yeah. I'll we'll totally take that money.
2: Yeah, somebody's somebody's monitor still has a post-it stuck to it that says no red no blue. <laughs> and then they went
0: through the rest of it after that. So, ha- have you gotten to play this deck IRL like how's it performed, you know, in-, in your estimation? Yeah, so
2: um I've played this deck in this build probably about 5 times. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. The first couple times were through spell table um it was it worked fine, but there's there's a piece to this deck where you're trying to like seem like you're not the biggest issue at the time mm-hmm. because because it's that combat step where Grease Fang sort of like piles on issues where mm-hmm. where where you sort of step up. So on spell table there's way too much people like going through and reading every card and sitting there and not making action super fast and I think that that sort of metered gameplay does grease fang in a bit but in yep. person you do get to sneak it out because you don't even have to have a lot of lands out especially if you're running right. sort of the build that i have here with uh with the the pull from library throw in graveyard thing you could be on turn three and then drop a, a five a five mana artifact out of your graveyard and everybody's just like that's not fair <laughs> and it's <laughs> and just sort of take out whoever was in the best position as fast as possible from there but um i've liked it it's really it's really consistent and it's all about whether or not the table hates you i guess is <laughs> is, is is how long you get to live and
1: whether so, <laughs> whether or not your name is is mr combo or big talk and if you yeah. have one of those names
0: then guess what this deck isn't gonna oh work you hard. you shut the hell up you get the tar- game so longer so much longer than me
1: if it makes you feel any better, this is—I know this isn't about us, but Mister Combo, I now know your wrath because I immediately just get targeted at my current play group. No matter what deck I'm playing, they're like, "Okay, we know." Like it'll, it'll happen like three games in a row, and then they'll leave me on the last one, and then I'll blow, and then it'll be a blowout,
0: and then the cycle just starts all over again. See, it's terrible. It, it's <laughs> almost like you have to be mediocre at Magic to actually be able to be in a game and play. Yeah, I've had those all right. Moments. Well, uh, if we wanted to look at some deck statistics, you know, from a CMC, we're slightly above three, uh, which is awesome. I think that's great, especially, you know, Rickers, you made the comment earlier of, you know, a lot of vehicles are overcosted. So I think the fact that you've been able to keep your average CMC that low while doing a vehicle tribal deck, I think that's fantastic and great. From a mana perspective, you know, it looks like you're pretty. Pretty good there. I mean, about 55% of your deck can produce white. About 48% can produce black. Uh, what, you know what's interesting? Because uh, Moxfield kind of does it from this perspective. 45% of your deck needs white. 28% of your deck actually needs black. So, because so much of the deck needs colorless because it's vehicles and their artifacts. So I guess a question I have to you is, have you ever, because just because white is that struggle, color i feel yeah Um, have you ever thought about cutting down your swamp count just because you don't actually need as much black as the deck needs or do you think you need to keep it close to 50 50 just because you know just because and for
1: those playing the home game he has 11 planes and nine swamps
2: so um i keep it close because nothing hurts more than not having that swamp that you need especially when it's in your commander's costs and
3: Mm -hmm. grease
2: fang's gonna do a decent amount of the work around turn three or four so i i did i was trying um sort of a more because when i i thought the same thing i was like oh it's a lot of artifacts a lot of colorless mana is needed yeah i don't i I actually was running um a couple tainted lands or just tainted land i guess and then you get it out and you're like oh but i can't I don't have the yeah. swamp that turns <laughs> it on. So it's just, this is just generating this is, one this is just, this is
1: just a waste. Yeah. yeah like, literally is. a waste.
2: So um, I did have to sort of reimagine my mana base. But the other thing is, a f- there are quite a few of the black cards that take more than one black pip. So mm-hmm. I was I was stacking into maybe ending up with one of those that I wanted to do a little early. And um, I actually haven't had very many issues with lands on the the last, ever since I adjusted the mana base after the first couple deals, nice. So um, that's great. Another reason to have not worry too much is uh, I don't know if it's spoiling anything later, but there's that aerial surveyor.
1: Wait for it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop you right there. We don't we, we,
0: we don't nerd name cards before we get gotcha. to the, the gotcha. different gotcha. profiles. Nerd. <laughs> uh, well, so just something like food for thought. I totally get everything that you've said. You might want to see if there's like three to five black mana producing lands, not necessarily basics, but mana producing lands that you might be able to swap for colorless utility lands. Maybe that's like the way that you can kind of evolve the deck to the next next level of, yeah, you know what? Like, I still want to make sure I can hit my triple black tips and my commander always needs it. But I could probably get a little bit leaner because now I can put a Strip Mine in here, or I could put a Wasteland in here because yeah. I got this jerk in my play group that always plays uh, Glacial Chasm, and it's just like, well, FML. My deck doesn't work with Glacial Chasm, <laughs> so that that might be something to kind of think of. And another thing
1: too to point out that I was really impressed by cuz I think uh we talked about this before the cuts were very difficult on this because this deck seems like it's very well streamlined and it's it, it came out to only about $120 right which in like in this day and age is practically a budget deck right <laughs> like what do you what do you boil down to it so i think like you i think you either by accident or not came out with like a really good build on like a pretty lean budget yeah
2: yeah it uh, it worked out pretty well especially with this being i mean it's not the first commander deck i ever made and it's certainly not the most expensive so having <laughs> sort of like the the interest in it and then going through it and only like you start loading up your cart and you're you're at like 20 cards or whatever and it's still only 30 40 bucks right. you're like oh sweet yeah I'll, I'll pull the trigger on that right now i don't have to wait I yeah, have
0: to. yeah i don't need to wait for the next paycheck to get yeah. this thing going well, and I feel like Tuck is probably proud of you, because one card that's glaringly missing from the deck is Smothering Tithe. I mean, how do you have a deck with white and no Smothering Tithe? <laughs>
2: Interesting story there. It wasn't always missing from the deck. It's just that <laughs> <What>? that, <laughs> balance, it? that balance of how much do you want people to hate you? You need people to sort of <laughs> Yeah, <ignore> yeah <laughs> I get it, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah Mr. Co- Mr. Combo plays every deck, Rhystic Study, Smothering Tithe, Land Tax. he's like, why does everyone kill me all the time? <laughs>
0: I know it's confusing. <laughs> it is very confusing. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into the, the deck and start with the rampant grain section, uh, obviously we have a patron on. Um, and if you guys would love to uh, join bruising patrons or just support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash CMD Tower. Whether it's the dollar, the five, the 15, the 25, it doesn't matter. Your contribution really does help. It goes to improving uh, the channel. Like, for example. <laughs> Uh, and getting an awesome soundboard, uh, but also Tuck and I being in Vegas at the end of October. It helps kind of fund that trip, plus all the giveaways that we're going to be doing. So anything you could do, we definitely appreciate it. Patreon.com slash CMP tower. So we're going to start with the first section, with the ramp and grain. And I think, let's start with Mr. Rickers. Uh, We each get to pick two. What was the first card you thought would be key to a Grease Fang build?
2: okay so i th- I feel like i have to this wasn't the first one it's my second one but i'm gonna put it first because i i ruined it by saying its name earlier oh it's but okay think, you and i yeah. both picked it's... the same one as well okay yeah that
0: uh
2: <laughs> aerial surveyor is card's awesome just insane and oh, very man, strong yeah i've kept one land hands if this was in like my opening hand, just because it's like if I can if if I can make the prayer of like maybe next turn soul ring and turn three aerial surveyor and just take <laughs> off from there like like we're we're set it doesn't matter anymore all planes all the time just go for it yeah and, so uh, if you guys
0: aren't familiar aerial surveyor is a two colorless white it's an artifact vehicle it's a rare it's a three four um and it states it has flying it takes crew two so uh, one thing we didn't say at the top. Uh, If you guys aren't familiar with vehicles and what crew means, whenever we say crew two, that's basically uh, you have to tap a creature and whatever its power is, is the crew number. So if you had two, if you had a one, one, you'd have to tap two one, ones to crew the aerial surveyor. But if you had a creature power two or greater, it doesn't matter. You tap it. You're able to turn aerial surveyor into a creature. So. Uh, but it has flying, and whenever it attacks, if defending player controls more lands than you, you get to search your library for a basic planes card and put it on the battlefield tap, then shuffle. Uh, it's a 3-4. So yeah, I agree with everything you said. I mean, if I get this in a planes in a soul ring, I don't care what the rest of my hand is. I'm probably just keeping it, right?
1: Yeah, I I think so. And um I, I think it's really strong. And this is I didn't choose this myself, but I was looking at this like I almost think this is good enough for, this is like a borderline potential modern white like standard, right? Because if you're playing mono white, you're going to be playing creatures. So the crew's, the crew's insignificant. For example, in Odric, it has flying, which is a really strong keyword for that. And it can ramp you out of things if you don't want to pay the expensive stuff for smothering tithe and land tax. So I think That's this card true. actually has a ton of utility, especially for 56 cents. And yeah, on top of all wrong.
2: that, it's a
0: 3-4 flyer. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, Gonna punch you right be, in the face. Be clap in. Yes. All right. Be, be well, clap in. my last card, because I shared with that, was this really cool instant, and I think it just has this beautiful synergy where it's kind of modal for me in this deck. Uh, I thought Costly Plunder is a super smart card in the deck. It's very good. But colorless black instant common for thirty cents. So this thing's cheap as hell. As an additional cost to cast Costly Plunder, sacrifice an artifact or creature, a.k.a. sacrifice a vehicle, uh, and draw two cards. So it's like, okay, we're two mana, we're instant speed, we're getting to draw two cards, we're getting the one for one, which is always my thing. I'm not paying more than one mana per card drawn, get out of here. (laughs) Uh, But I love it because it's like, oh, even if it's early game and you kept that risky hand, and it's like, okay. I need to draw into more because maybe I'm stuck on my lands. All right, I'll just sacrifice this artifact, draw two more cards, and Fang will bring that uh, vehicle right back to the battlefield. Very cool.
1: Uh, I also think it's funny that I'm still sort of on dollar deck where I was like, 22 cents? <laughs> That's unplayable. <laughs> uh, I, I think this card's really sweet too. The only thing I wish... So the, the current flavor text is No Rock of Iron is a match for Raska's Will of Stone, and it's her using someone's arm to break open a chest. Isn't the better one that... Sometimes treasure costs someone else's arm instead of an arm and a leg. There's got to be something better. Like, there's got to be some sort of pun in there, right? It's not quippy enough. Oh,
0: wow. So I thought that was going to go over a lot. I sounded a lot better in my brain before I said it out loud. So there you go. So, Rickers, uh, is this a card that you've been able to actually see in action? And does it doesn't play like I'm thinking it does?
2: Uh, yes, it can certainly play the way you're thinking it does early game. But it's not dead late game when you're sort of flush on cards or maybe you're waiting because the way i used it i think it's come up once was um i had a big vehicle out there causing a lot of issues somebody finally hits their targeted exile
3: oh oh yeah
2: yeah yeah and then that was probably a turn where that card was coming back to your hand anyways and then you sort of have to do that weird filter out try to get it back into the graveyard So, you just send it right back, draw two cards. It's back next turn. You're full of gas, and you spent two mana at instant speed, and everybody's just like ready to fold and go. Yep.
1: You're like, all right, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Fine fine with this. I'm fine with how this is
0: going. (laughs) All right. Well, Tuck, give us your first brain card. Okay.
1: So, this is one I can't. There's a lot in here to talk about, um, but one of them is one that. Seems insanely good, and I can't believe we haven't seen it anywhere. Um, and I think that there, you, I think you have the right balance of draw cards and also a lot of stuff, like Mr. Combo was talking about, putting things into the graveyard. And I think Auric Lore Mage is something that should see a lot more play than it does. So two colorless double black for a creature, human, warlock. It's a 3-3. Three, three. You can tap, search your library for a card, put it into your graveyard, then shuffle. If it's an instant or sorcery, put a 1-1 one, one counter on Auric Lore Mage. I just think this is insane value, right? Um, I think in this deck, you want these sort of repeatable things, and you want them to always be on creatures, so that you can always end up crewing, right? And, I I mean, I've never seen this in a Mildrotha build, I've never seen this in a Torshiro build, and as soon as I saw this, especially for 43 cents, it looks like this card is just insane value for the price that you're putting into it. Both from a mana perspective, cost, everything in the slots. Have you gotten to see this card played?
2: Uh, I have not gotten to play Auric Loremage yet, but everything you said is exactly why it's in the deck. It's yeah. one of those cards that I always imagine putting on the table and people are like, okay, I remember that. Can I read what it does?
1: So uh, oh yeah, thing. for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> let me take a look here. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then, and then, um, I think the instant and sorcery gives it a plus one plus one is. Yeah. Like that's sort of a bummer. Cause you're never going to trigger that. You're always going to be going for right. like something way juicier. But in that weird instance where you don't need it to crew, you're not really looking to, Ruin anybody's day yet? You can sort of grab one of those, and now it now it's harder to target with some quick removal or something. So it's definitely modal, but it's one of those ones that I'm I'm waiting for it. So it's cool
0: obviously one. we could see the synergy with Reese Fang right right on the card, like that's super clear. First time I'm genuinely remembering this card existed, and I'm just going through lines in my head of like, oh, you're about to exile my graveyard. Well, let me tap this or go grab a monster match put it in the graveyard yeah, and then right. immediately shuffle everything back in like that's super sexy and then i'm thinking like oh in my Marin carador decks in my graveyard i always run seedborne muse in there because it's, it's a good card well now i can throw something in my graveyard every single turn right. and i just build this oh that's so gross i hope terrifying tyler doesn't see this <laughs> I, I, I can't go through that trauma again it's a sweet card, man.
1: Like it's definitely gonna be on the list for a couple of decks. Like I said, Toshiro and uh and Moldrata for sure.
0: All right. Well, Rickers, why don't you give us your final grain card you think is critical to your Grease deck?
2: Alright. Favorite one, got to play it. Um Syndicate Trafficker. So that's a, a two mana, generic and a black creature, Aetherborn Rogue, three one. You pay one, sacrifice an artifact, put a 1-1 counter on Syndicate Trafficker, and it gains Indestructible until end of turn. So, just like another Auric Lure Mage, you don't even yeah. have to tap it to do its ability. It's, uh, it's, it's wacky. The artwork is insane.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I want these. Uh, this was actually, insane. this was mine until I did a last minute swap, because there's another one I want to talk about. So, uh... I think this is insane, and I love, I think there's a lot of different cards in black, especially, that deal with artifacts from Kaladesh, right? There's, like, yeah. this weird sub-synergy with, like, Aetherborns sacrificing certain things and all that jazz. And, like, I've had a bunch of these in my binders, and I've drew them over the years, and I've always been like, what deck can this go in? And these are all just, like, perfect slam dunks in here, right? Like, I think there's four or five black cards from Kaladesh that just do insane work in here. So, I'm so glad that you talked about this so I didn't have to
0: yeah and the other thing i like about it is because you genuinely didn't have a lot of sacrifice outlets like from what i kind of saw going through the deck so i could see syndicate trafficker being like one of those where your opponents say okay that's a problem we need to get rid of it and i just love the fact that it's like okay well i'll just sacrifice my vehicles like i'm trying to do anyways and now it gets indestructible so it's just that whole ability of able to protect your sacrifice outlet At instant speed, like you said, you could literally use this to crew something and still do the effect. Uh, That's just good on all angles. And when it gets
1: bigger, it makes it even easier to crew bigger, heavier things as well. So, like, that plays perfectly in as well.
2: Yeah, and it's adding counters, not just power. Right, right, right. Which surprised me when I read it. Because I was like, add plus one, plus one. Oh, and it's still that big.
0: Like, this card's busted. (laughs) Yeah, it's insanely good. All right, Tuck, well, give us your last green card, because so apparently this is another, you did a last-minute swap.
1: I did a last-minute swap, because um, I think this is another card that I wanted your guys weigh in on this being played outside of vehicle decks. And that card's Reckoneer Bankbuster. So two colorless for 4-4 four, four artifact vehicle. It's a rare for about $0.37. Cents. Enters the battlefield with three charge counters on it. Two colorless tap, remove a charge counter from Bankbuster, draw a card. Then, if there are no charge counters on Reckoner or Bankbuster, create a treasure token and a 1-1 colorless pilot creature token with this creature cruise vehicles as though it's power were 2 or greater, and it also has Crew 3. So, thank, again God, thank God again for uh, Moxfield being able to open that up so I didn't have to try to read that without my glasses on. So, this card is insane, and I, honestly, I think Mr. Combo in the past is, has shot down cards like... Um, Uh, ever-ending atlas or something where it's if you control three cards or more that have the same number. It's like two colorless tap, draw a card. If you control three or more lands, that share a color, blah, 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 right? So for me, I love this in a lot of ways. It, replaced, it, it almost replaces itself on mana value. It replaces itself on card draw, the turn that you play it. It then cruises itself and gives you another body. And in this deck, if you really need the card draw, okay, fine, it's not the best ever, but I'm going to sacrifice it to one of my sack outlets, reanimate it with Grease Fang, and then at least draw a card off it, right? And then kind of go through those loops together. So... In this deck, I think it's really solid. How do you guys feel about this deck, be, be, this being played in other non-vehicle decks? I'll let
0: Rickers answer that first. <laughs>
2: um, non-vehicle decks. So my favorite part about this card is actually relevant when we get to another section. But um, <laughs> sure. in, non, in non-vehicle in non decks, uh, I think just anytime you get the, the pay to draw a card on something that's in on the field already, it becomes a lot easier because it's not the same as like paying two to cast a spell that draws a card. You're not losing any cards to draw that card. So, uh, that's obviously just like crazy powerful all on its own. Um, whether, whether you ever swing with the four, four, I know there's plenty of things that like, if you were going to run this in maybe a proliferate deck and you felt it was worth it. Oh, sure. Yeah like that could be cool. Uh, I haven't messed around with charge counters in at all ever. <laughs> so so <laughs> you haven't you haven't played you haven't played a deck yeah. based on
1: magistrate scepter.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've pretty much just cashed those specific charge counters in and I haven't looked at any other ones. So
0: Uh um, I'm going to lay this out real easy. This is not some slam dunk and non-vehicle decks. It is not No, so? no, absolutely not. So Here's the thing, it's amazing in this deck, regardless of the vehicle piece, because of the fact that his commander, because you can sacrifice it, then his commander could bring it back, and it'll come back with new charge counters on it. So, let's let's take this Grease Fang out of it. Would I run this in my SRAM deck? Nope. Probably not. Really? Um, In SRAM? It's a vehicle, for God's sakes. (laughs) Who cares? SRAM draws me enough cards on his own. Uh, The card draws inconsequential. I'd rather spend my mana to get more vehicles out. Uh, for the non vehicle decks, what are you going to do with your pilot tokens? Nothing. They will be sacrificed.
1: Sacrifice them? They're chump blockers? They okay, get a treasure counter.
0: Sure. sure. You get it once. You get it once. So basically, what you're telling me is that you want to pay two, four, six, eight. You want to pay eight mana over three cycles. To draw three cards and get one treasure token and one pilot
1: i don't know no, i still think I've, i mean good. i've, I've seen this in pl- i've seen this in play and this card's bu- this card's bunkers so uh or should i say it's bankers <laughs> uh because it's a bankbuster so i don't know I, I think that this this one and the aerial sur- surveyor are the two that i the two vehicles i would play in other decks mm. that's just me personally but what do i know i
0: am a, i am a known maniac in this world that is true all right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the great section. Before we dive into the next one, we'd love for you to check out our store. It's at Etsy.com. If you just search CMD Tower, you'll find the amazing store on there. Uh, hopefully, uh, by the time you guys hear this, we will have updated art. So You guys should go check it out. We might even run a sale next weekend uh, because we are uh, getting to see Matt Nance this weekend, and he's uh, doing a little photography for us. So anything you guys do on there, literally all the proceeds ain't actually going to pay for the gear that, that you guys uh, had requested. But at the same time, any of the profits do go into improving the channel for all the stuff we talked about with our Patreon. So just remember, Etsy.com, just search CMD Tower. Quit typing command tower, all spelled <laughs> out. I swear to Christ, if someone says, yeah, the guy's over at Command Tower, we're not Command Tower! <laughs> it's it's CMD Tower! Jesus her, Christ. Her name is Christina. <laughs> Christina! <laughs> Christine- <You> say, <laughs> say my nice name. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, after that, we're going to head over to the Hot Profile, and I'll kick this off with probably a card I have talked trash about because I think it's fine. I think it's fine. It's an instant speed fog, but I love it in this vehicle deck for all the little pilots it produces. We're talking Ink Shield. Oh, my God. This card's incredible. I, I know. People love the card overall. I've, I'm i whiffy on it, but I love it in here. So, three colorless Orzhov white and black. It's an instant rare wow this card's expensive yeah Uh, eight plus. it states prevent all combat damage would be dealt to you this turn for each one damage prevented this way create a two one white and black inkling creature token with line. so the reason i absolutely love it for this deck i wish i could run this in my sram deck if i had black because those two ones even if you're only preventing i don't know Six damage, which I don't know why you would do that and waste this card on six damage. But still, let's use that as like an absolute floor, uh, because maybe you're going to get knocked out of the game or whatever. That's getting us 12 power that, in theory, would probably be able to crew between three and four vehicles. Easy. That's an extreme value, because I could see, and I did see in your primer that getting tokens is one of the struggles getting enough pilots to be able to crew i don't know uh rickers if you've gotten to the well i'm gonna crew this vehicle so that i could tap that yes. to this vehicle, and <laughs> into three vehicles, vehicle.
1: Transfer, it's on uh, it's voltron three vehicles crewing each other
0: <laughs> uh, oh. so this definitely kind of assists in that have you been able to do ink shield in this deck specifically and has those extra inklings been used to pilot or are you just using it to smack face in the air
2: Oh, 100%. So I've Ink Shielded against 4 damage, which felt awful. But <laughs> but but coming back with like 8 extra power on the board, uh, it, it works out. The other thing that um, this deck in particular does really well with cards like Ink Shield is maintaining 7 cards in hand doesn't feel bad towards oh, the late sure. game. Because you draw... And then if you don't use any of your cards and you just mess around with your board at the end, you get to pick something out of your hand and discard it. Oh,
0: that's pretty cool.
2: And then so, I mean, it's really hard to do because obviously there's plenty of turns where you're like land, artifact, (laughs) something else. And then you're going to spend the next four turns trying to build back up to your full hand. But it makes it easier to hold on to ink shield when you're waiting for that. Like somebody's going to try and kill me and then I get to make like 23 of these guys and ruin everybody's day.
0: Before Tut goes, I do have a quick question for you. Um because this just hit me. With the up to 7 cards, have you ever opening hand been like, "Oh my gosh, I need to get this in the graveyard." And have you just done the okay, turn one pass, discard down to yes! hand guys? Have you uh, done that with this deck yet?
2: Yes, yes I have. And it yes. uh, it pisses everybody off. <laughs> it's that same it's that same feeling yes! when the modal red players like uh i uh i'm not gonna play i'm just gonna move to discard phase and they throw anger in the bin and everybody's like come on
1: the best is you do (laughs) the best one is that you play in your actos deck you intentionally play reanimate and heartless (laughs) hit and then you turn then turn turn one doesn't matter what you draw bin it turn two swamp turn turn two heartless (laughs) that's we're all losing this game together Uh we'll talk, I, so, yeah, what I'll, do you I'll think be, about Ink Shield? Oh, I think it's incredible. So um I think this is borderline like a staple in most Orzob decks because you either have Sacrifice Potter, this saves you the game. Uh you can use it proactively or at the end of the game when you're just out of cards and you have this, it's like a Teferi's protection, right? That you can just come back and win off of. So um if you're playing in decks, if you're playing in groups that specifically don't win through combo and are mostly like aggressive. This is something that's just gonna just gonna be
0: bonkers for five for five mana, just waiting on on a turn to win, for sure. All right, Chuck, what is the first hop card you wanted to talk about? So I was really surprised. I think I know why they did this.
1: Um, because if this is an artifact, I think it'd be too good. But you are gonna be tapping stuff, right? You might have to tap multiple things, multiple creatures. That thing. One thing in uh, one thing that I've noticed in vehicle decks is you don't generally have a lot of defenses because you're having to tap down all your creatures to get your vehicles going and that sort of, that sort of thing. So I think Drum Bellower is such a slam dunk in here. So two colorless and a white for a creature spirit. It's a two one with flying and it reads: untap all creatures you control during each other player's untap step. So again, a lot of these crew abilities you're going to be having to tap down the good cards that you want, like maybe some defenders and that sort of thing. But there's also a lot of vehicles that when they're creatures, you can make them creatures and untap them and get their value out of them. Again, right? Like, I, again, not to go back to this, but like Reck- Reckoner Bankbuster is a lot better if you can make it a creature and then be able to draw all those cards out in like a single turn cycle if you have the means to do so. So the fact that this this powers into that and also gives you those defenders, which you will need in this sort of build, bellower is insane. The reason, the thing I was saying, it's just kind of surprising me. It's a spirit as opposed to a vehicle or some sort of artifact. But I think if it was an artifact, it'd probably be a little too strong because it's a little, it's maybe a little too easy to tutor out, or if it's an artifact creature, so on and so forth. But again, slam dunk pick in, in the hop spot in the hop section.
0: Rickers, I, have you has the defensive like? Have you been able to see Drum Bellower and is the uh, untapping your creatures? So I'll, I'll I'll talk more about it later. But this is the card I'm going to be kiboshing from the really. Deck. Um, but you know, has it done what Tuck has described? I mean, has it really helped you build, get your defense back when you've tapped everything down to crew?
2: Um, yeah, I know why you want to kibosh it too, because you can't <laughs> crew before it triggers. And... You don't know anything, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody always points that out, so they ignore it, and then it sticks around, and it's sort of it's like your grease fang pops back up, and then you tap them again to to cruise some big robot and then your robot stuffs their attack and nobody really understands that it's drum bellowers fault at the end (laughs) of the day. So, so I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, I, I think you're right. It's not, it's not like the heaviest hitter in this section for sure. It's certainly not pulling, um, a crazy amount of weight, but it does do almost exactly what Tuck mentioned. And it's just, you get a couple of creatures back to sort of sit around and then people have to. Evaluate their attack a little bit better because you want to tap out on creatures just to swing out, and then you're fully tapped out, and everybody expects you to be open every turn. Mm-hmm. And Drum Beller just sort of turns that around. Gotcha.
0: Oh, well, Rickers, what was the first hop card you wanted to talk about?
2: So the first one I want to talk about is Fleet Wheel Cruiser. So oh, okay. It's a it's a trample haste vehicle. Um, it'll get haste from Grease Fang, but you sort of get that cool where maybe you want to hard cast it. And then when it enters the battlefield, it enters as an artifact creature instead of a vehicle. And it's a 5-3. So you sort of want, like, you throw it down, and then you immediately, you don't have to crew it, just slam for 5, and hopefully somebody blocks it out so it goes to your graveyard, and you get to do it again next turn. Because even when Grease Fang reanimates it, you don't have to crew it. So the idea is that if it sticks around, like, that's the worst-case scenario, that nobody's killing it. So it's It's just... It's like a spell for five damage, almost.
1: Yeah, it's like it's. It reminds me of like ball lightning, right? That it's just reusable yep. and reusable, and reusable. People are gonna have to like, even if even though it's not commander damage, five is still a fair amount, right? Especially if it's turn over, turn over, turn. People are gonna have to make bad blocks on this, and you don't even care if it dies because you can just do it again the next turn. So and yeah, it
2: got that trample. So yeah, they only have it to block helps. for three, three power, and the people with three power normally don't have five defense coming off the other end. So. You're always, you're, you're just pecking away, just sort of irritating.
0: So, I, I, I guess, and I do this to Tuck all the time. and I don't know if you pick up on it, but I like to roast people when I don't think <laughs> they've done the categories right. So, I'm gonna <laughs> roast you. How is Fleet Wheel Cruiser, a hop card dealing with your opponent's board states' hands? How is this helping you interact with them? Because really, I just see this as. A yeast card, because you can literally, like you said, it's five damage every turn, and if it dies, who the hell cares? Um, or you can even say it's a grain card from the aspect that it's an artifact creature. There are some things that you could do with sacrifice effects and get value around a creature. So how is it a hop card, though? Help, okay. Help, help old man, Mr. Combo, understand. So I guess I
2: guess the, the younger generations... <laughs> Um, are coming in and what i saw when i put this in hops was that it's going to force them to use their board state to interact with it because nobody can just sort of sit there and accept five damage like that's what is that in a in a 40 life game so okay yeah yeah so so much percent of their life total every turn so they can't just ignore it they have to use their board to interact with it or their hand to interact with it and it's got that inevitability the trample, the haste, and it doesn't need to be crude. It's got a crew cost, but you're, I'm not using it. And if I am, it's two. It's sort of inconsequential. So it's all about like if you're comfortable with your board, I'm gonna send Fleet Wheel Cruiser at you every time, and I want you oh. to have to sit there and maneuver around having that in your face every time. Like, what am I gonna kill it again? Is it just gonna come back? Like. Mm-hmm sort of hey look at this these young kids
0: coming up with new ways (laughs) to talk about stuff (laughs) you youngins all right well my last one i think this is a pretty pretty cute card uh i like it because it has an etb effect it's a vehicle and it's going to target remove creatures and planeswalkers um and i i just absolutely love it so surge hacker mech so cool! Oh, I need yeah. to get this for my Sram deck, hands down, because it's awesome. Removal, four colorless artifact vehicle, rare. And grab a copy for nine cents. It's a five-five with crew four. It has menace when surge hacker mech ETBs. It deals damage equal to twice the number Jeez, of vehicles is- you control the target creature or planeswalker an opponent controls. Um, I look at this a lot from the same mindset as your Fleet Wheel but it's more of oh man there has been these issues okay before you're in step or even during your own turn i guess let me sacrifice this get some value the my commander going to bring it back and now i'm bolting whatever the issue was for me um i i really really like that so um have you been able to like what's the most damage you've been able to do with search hacker met because in my head I feel like you should at least be doing eight. Like there should be four yeah. vehicles out, including Search Hacker, every time. Yeah.
2: So the the damage equal to twice, like eight, super easy to hit. But yeah. you you don't feel bad launching it when you only have two vehicles because you throw it down, you, you zap for four, and then hopefully everybody hates it and it goes to the graveyard. And then the next time, like you play a vehicle and then move to combat and zap for six this time and. I think the most I've gotten off of one activation of Surge Hacker ETB is probably um, eight or ten. And that's, and, but but that's like, what's that, uh, that exponential increase, um, oh, yeah. like variable, like it, you did, you did ten this time, but you did eight last time. You did six the time before. And then so you, the amount of damage, like this guy's responsible for whole, whole player deaths for sure just like you don't have a board people are coming in to swing at you you're wide
0: open the rest of the game last so, comment i'll make before Tut gets his thought i wish it didn't actually say opponent because it would be so much fun to run stuffy doll in this deck oh, no. <laughs> and then you target your own stuffy doll to like because that's the one i think that's the downside you could say about search hackers you can't target a player so like if there was a way right. you could work around that to actually because it might get to the point where it's like okay guys you keep search hackering mecha's just don't play creatures. Let's just figure out right. other ways to get rid of Rickard. Player removal, right? Yeah, player removal yeah. is the best removal. So let, let's do that. That's like, oh, aha, Effers. Let's go ahead and do it this way. Uh, I, I think that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it's a sweet card. I think the fact that, like, some of these, some of the vehicles that are so so with their stats, I think are like to again reference. <laughs> Reckoner her bank, bank buster it's just a four four right so this one the fact that it has menace is going to ch- force people not only to take damage to remove creatures but then have to think about how they want to block with what creatures they have left over so i agree like i think this is like a really good targeted removal that's like very easily repeatable cool well tuck give us your final hop card i've liked this card since it got printed i almost tried to build it as a commander it's damn near impossible because i refuse to put time into it Um, But this man will turn everything he touches to gold, which is what they call the what, Mr. Combo? Uh,
0: The golden touch?
1: The Midas touch, or in this case, the Makar touch. King Makar the Gold Cursed, two colors, double black for a 2-3 legendary creature, human, uh, it's a rare for 56 cents, inspired. Whenever King Makar the Gold Curse becomes untapped, you may exile target creature. If you do, put a colorless artifact token named Gold onto the battlefield. And it has sacked this artifact. Don't tap it. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. For playing the home games. Golds were first, then treasures came around and ruined the entire format. So I think this is like again, it kind of goes back to the same thing of if you're tapping creatures already to get your deck to go, having them have this ability that when they untap or when they tap or whatever is so critical, right? So the fact that every turn um, and with drum bellowers multiple times per turn or multiple times per rotation, you're going to be exiling, th- exiling cards, even if they're indestructible and getting value out of it. To me, it's just completely bonkers. So I think this is like a really inspired pick for this deck and just has piles and piles of value that you're going to see over the entirety of the game. And you don't even need, like, you can do this as soon as it comes out effectively, when, if you have another a vehicle that can immediately crew right it'll happen the turn it comes out you don't have to wait for
2: it yeah uh king King Makar is nuts <laughs> he's, he's, a, it's the king the king, is the king yeah, of the deck he's he's, he's super rude uh, nobody <laughs> likes it. It's so much fun. Um I would like to note that golds are so much more broken than treasures. <laughs> oh, they fun. totally yeah. are. Yeah. It's
0: yeah, yeah they're it way worse. They come in tapped. They just make enough of them. So
1: but I think there's there's been some talks of like they're gonna start printing cards where it's like all treasures come into battlefield tapped just to like stop it, and then gold's gonna be the new thing that they're gonna have to like that's these cards like this are gonna skyrocket, but who freaking knows? Treasures suck, but they're in like every deck I play, so what are you gonna do? They're I don't like good. it though. <laughs>
0: I don't like it. All right. Well, Rickers, why don't you give us? Oh, and I have nothing to add on King Makar. You've literally said everything. I think it's so cool that you're able to take, like, this very, what I would call sweaty mechanic of inspired. Because mm-hmm. typically the thing is like, yes. you're throwing it in harm's way and hopefully right. it doesn't die. So that is a super inspired, haha, pick uh, for this deck. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right. Rickers, what's the final hop card? That people need to know.
2: All right, I'm um, I'm upset you guys missed it. Um, cranial plating. It's,
0: oh, it's so good. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, what like is there? To, what a, to what is there to miss? It's just a
1: medium slam dunk. Guard.
3: It's a yeast. It kills. I actually pull <laughs> All right.
1: So okay. So I'm gonna. Sorry. Just to, just to, just to gang up on Rickers for a little bit. I usually don't. I'm not. As <laughs> as people know in the podcast, I take the I take our uh, categories. Some would say, "quote unquote," fairly loosely. <laughs> so usually i am in defense of the people that will i'm usually in defense of like you know what sure i can kind of see it no offense mr combo is 100 correct on this how is this not a yeast card this is how you win the game with any of the artifacts you control with equipped one
2: it would be incredibly facetious of me to put up a fight here (laughs) (laughs) at least at least you admit it (laughs) uh so I did mention when I was building these out that I've never organized the deck this way. But when I looked at it, yeah, because because
1: it's 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 like looking into it's like looking into the valley of madness. We've been yeah, doing this for almost yeah. three years. So. I try to
2: put on my tuck glasses to organize. Yeah, they're, yeah, exactly. God, they make me go cross-eyed though. Um, so hey, so <laughs> but I, if if I had to defend it, I would say something along the lines of what I said for the last one, where I'm now able to crew all my vehicles if i have enough black mana to throw this thing around i it doesn't matter how strong anybody is they're all my vehicles are going somewhere and now you have to block into it or or answer the artifact somehow but you're you're totally right it's too it's too strong (laughs) like that's such a ridiculous argument on this specific card where with the with the car at least i'm i have to do some of the work yeah yeah
0: And I'll say, Rickers, if it didn't have the attach effect, which I, I get it. That's what makes cranial plating amazing. But if it just had a quip one, it's like you could have more of an argument for the hops because it's like you do kind of telegraph it. And it's like what you said, like yeah, I'm yeah. forcing you to come in on my 12.5. You better do it or more than 25% of your life starting life total is gone. But it's just more the fact that you could pay black, black. and it just it's the speed. Yeah, it's, wherever it's the speed. Hell you yeah. Want to? It's so yeah. dumb
1: yeah and this i mean this is too too like last thing on this is like this is probably a card why you want you want to make sure that you can activate double black right because this card is going to be so backbreaking when you can
2: 100 percent. this guy may uh what's his name oric lore mage those double blacks they're just too strong
0: yeah 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 every time Ah, now this is making me, like, alter my, like, freaking bottle capping for, like, things that are, like, I feel to abuse this. Ugh. Oh, I, 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 I did I did one when we started talking before. And that's, what, if you saw me, I was, like, looking all over the place. Like, I just, like, had a, a Russian inspiration. That's why. It also kind of sounded like you said a russian inspiration, And it's like, oh, he's a Russian now. I always oh. knew this day would come. Okay, real quick. this I'm sorry to do this tangent. There's someone on our,
1: on in my company I work for, who 100% was wearing a Russian pride sweatshirt.
0: Oh, God. In Russian.
1: I'm pretty sure she is Russian. And by that, I mean she
0: is. And people, I was like, whatever. People are upset. <laughs> I would imagine. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the Hot Profile. And before we head over to see how Rickers is going to beat his opponents into submission, uh, we would love it if you guys could go to abyssproxyshop.com and if you use code CMD Tower, you will get 10% off. Uh, they are the playtest sponsor for CMD Tower. They produce tons of cards. The biggest tip I can give you is if you type custom into the search bar, you can actually gain access to the entire catalog of requests that they've done for people out like me. So if you wanted to get my Game of Thrones deck, all the uh, proxies and playtests are on there. Same thing with my Missile Cole Archive Warrior deck with a lot of the Japanese woodblock arts tons of stuff on there i need to start going on and ordering some cards because i think i'm gonna start offloading some of my reserve lists a bit uh and yeah everything you guys do there we'll get you 10 off and it'll give a little bit back to the channel for the consistent story we've talked about of improving the content if my remember, cart my, my cart is currently at 153 dollars you're never gonna place that you're never gonna do it uh, I actually need to with my reserve list cards. So that's why a lot of that's why it's so expensive now. <laughs> but uh, just remember, guys, abyssproxyshop.com and use code Tower. Now we're going to head over to how this deck is going to close out and win the game with East. Well, there's only a handful of options here. So instead of us going uh like trying to do this game of who did what, we're just going to go <laughs> alphabetical order and just make it simple. So. Big Tuck, why don't you start with the first card on the list?
1: Okay, so this one, obviously, I think a lot of these don't have a ton to talk about because they're just so good. Uh, This is the first one, Arm and Armored. So a colorless and a white for an instant. It's 15 cents. Vehicles you control become artifact creatures until end of turn. Uh, It also has the text of choose a dwarf you control, attach any number of equipment you control to it. And my understanding is, looking through the deck briefly, is I think you have maybe one or two dwarves and one or two equipment, so perhaps you can sneak out a a win with a dwarf and cranial plating in some bizarro nightmare (laughs) circumstance, but... Overall, I think we all know what's going to happen. You're, you're going to run out a bunch of... Even if you if you get board wiped from your creatures and you can't crew, this is going to turn the 5 or 10 artifacts that you have on the board into your wincon right there. So, got to have it, I think, in mono-white, or in any white artifact deck. So, pretty, pretty straightforward on that one.
2: Yeah, I would say um, if if I have Aether Shield Artificer on the field and I cast this, two people lucked out because I'm definitely going to try and kill somebody with the dwarf. Instead of <laughs> <laughs> two people got lucky. Yeah, yeah. This is all my inf- all my uh,
0: brain cells are going towards using the dwarf to kill somebody. So the the question I have for you guys is obviously it's a slam dunk at the vehicle side, like you know, because vehicles yep. you might have like four, five, six of them, maybe not enough creatures to crew. So absolute slam dunk. Let's look at the reverse. Would you guys run this in a deck that had dwarves and equipments? Like, is it good enough? Considering it's a choose a dwarf you control versus all the vehicles. Rickers looks like he's saying no.
2: I personally don't think so. Because that deck's going to be white red. And Yeah, it's, it's just the Paula, got, right? You've, yeah, you've got better. Well, may, even if it's not like a dwarf deck. Like, some Boros combat decks have dwarves in them, and that's where attaching the equipments would come in. You're probably going to be running, like, Balan, the Wandering Knight, or something that just does it better, faster, and easier. And this is, like, a (laughs) card slot for two mana that you're ignoring... The first. I mean, I'm ignoring the second half in the vehicle. Yeah, right. So, that, it's, like so seven, it's, it's, it's the opposite creatures. problem. <laughs> yeah, but I get like seven creatures out of it where you just get like one
1: super dude. I think there's in the, in the running club called hashing that I do whenever someone's – so this is to no one's surprise has happened to me on many occasions. If you're just like plattling on about some story that people have lost interest – uh they'll say like funnier faster or sexier come on like <laughs> it's gotta be funny faster sexy What are the three things guys let's let's wrap this up but I kind of feel it's that way right like it, this card is only fast in this deck and it might be funny or sexy in another deck maybe but yeah I, I think it's I think it's pretty narrow all right
0: well Rickers why don't you go with the next one on the list what's that card
2: one down from there would be low shield the clockwork scholar so and, good uh, two and a white legendary elephant artificer uh prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to attacking artifact creatures you control and whenever one or more artifact creatures enter the battlefield under your control draw a card this triggers only once each turn it's a two four and uh preventing all combat damage and drawing a card whenever you trigger your commander is insane and your commander triggers off phases you don't even have to try to trigger your commander it just happens
1: yeah, this card's really good. I think it's like, this has been something that got printed recently that's going into a lot of artifact decks, so I don't have a lot to talk about it. It just lets you attack with impunity over and over and over again, which is what this deck wants to do
0: to close it out. So, I guess the the one question I have on this card is, because it's the artifact creatures entering the battlefield you, under your control draw card, do you just basically ignore that? Because you don't have a ton yeah, that are going to enter guess. the battlefield as artifact creatures.
2: That's true. I, I totally missed that when I explained how uh, it would work in the deck. So, yeah, I mean, but at the same time, there's a couple other things in here that can trigger the artifact creatures. Um, Yeah, you more or less ignore it as far as why it's in the deck. The preventing combat damage was enough for three mana.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and I agree. I'm definitely not trying to say cut the card. Now, I would say if this was CMC 5, oh. I'd probably say cut it. Um, because, because the top half isn't good enough for five mana, but it's something like, you know, Tuck and I always talk about, it's like, okay, if that was on an enchantment, would you run it just three mana, prevent all combat damage to be dealt to attacking artifact creatures you control? And it's, I'd say yes, in a vehicle deck, I would run that for three mana. Dolan's gate costs two and it's an artifact, right? So it's like, I think
1: this, I think this is just fine for that. And it's, and it's something that's, I think another thing that's critical here is this is crew, this is crewable, right? This can crew something else or add to crew. So, um.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Even though you're getting half of it, it's still pretty solid. Alright, well, the next one on the list is one of my favorite board wipes I've seen in a it's while. So good. For oh, <laughs> this vehicle deck. Organic <laughs> Extinction is so good. Yeah, it's bonkers. Uh Eight colorless, white, white, sorcery, rare. It has improvised, though, so your artifacts can help cast a spell each artifact you tap after you're done. Activating mana abilities pays for one colorless. Destroy all non-artifact creatures. So some might say, well, mr combo big tuck didn't you just rip rickers for like putting stuff in categories and it doesn't make <laughs> sense Ahaha. ha but i have a vehicle deck and i know that you would just crew all of your vehicles and then play this board wipe everyone and then you're smacking for major face so, so this card's bananas bails
1: you out of bails you out of issues the only thing that sucks is if you get like In the mirror match, if you're playing Boros Artifacts or something, which are kind of popular, then it's kind of stinky. But in any deck that, in any other deck where you're playing against creatures that are swarming you, this is going to completely save your ass and then end up winning the game the next turn.
2: Yeah. Um, I would say there's never been a more dead card than when I went up against uh, my friends. What's that? That Golem from Strixhaven. A red white golem that oh my that boy is, alibu. alibu alibu yeah yeah I mean, he's, got, he's, he's a monster a, he's, got a, he's got a he's got a shitty mana rock tribal
1: alibu deck
2: that i had this in my hand and i was like there's nothing for me yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> totally this, might, this, is, this
1: is this is this might as well just be all flavor text
2: but outside of that yeah you wipe the bo- you crew you wipe the board and then you kill the biggest problem at the table and you move on and yeah it's it's yeasty so yeasty when you do it. Yeah, that so way. yeasty. I can,
0: I can, I can taste it. I can taste yeah. the yeast. All right, Tung, you're going to go with the next card, but before you read the card, I want everyone to acknowledge in the art that that's a Boros symbol on the vehicle. How the hell isn't this a Boros colored card? Continue. Uh, it's a great. It's a great question.
1: Uh, but we do have our, plow, best, probably the best vehicle that's ever been printed, besides maybe, maybe Thoptercopter. Uh, or scooter, looter scooter, a par healing. The second two six colorless and double white, uh, AKA free, because you've been this to your graveyard immediately for a five, five legendary artifact vehicle flying first strike vigilance. Whenever it attacks, create two white, white angel creature tokens with flying and vigilance that are attacking. It's not attacking the same person crew four. So again, if you're, this is the vehicle card, right? Like yeah. this is it. This is like the, this is like the build around. It's completely bonkers if you're playing vehicles, you've got ways to cheat this in. No no big thing there. This is going to win you the game, right? Like, five damage. When you when you play it, uh, you're coming in with, what, 13, 13. damage on the face yeah. that you get to keep and do every turn? Completely, completely bonkers and completely insane and strong.
0: Well, Tuck, you're wrong there. It's not just keep doing it every turn. You just increase it by eight power every oh, turn. Oh, yes, correct. But <laughs> <Correct. laughs> so then it's 13, the 21, and then 29, and then <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're dead. And then, it's, and then the game is over for sure
2: yeah absolutely nothing has sent somebody into a bigger rage than unmarked grave on turn two to put parhelion into the discard. Yep. <laughs> and then you yep. cast grease fang and they're like i quit get out yep. of here over <laughs> the best but, the best for... part about that is uh grease fang or grease fang can crew it yeah so yeah, yeah exactly you, you can turn three cast grease fang pull that out of your graveyard and then Parheelion just on turn three, and everybody's sad, and it's yep. such a good time.
0: I mean, except for you. I mean, oh, yeah, you're yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, you're, feeling, you're, feeling, you're feeling great. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Rickers, why don't you give us the last card in your yeast section? So the
2: last one is Peace Walker Colossus. Three generic mana for an artifact vehicle, 6-6. Six, six. Pay one in a white. Another target vehicle you control becomes an artifact creature until end of turn. It's got Crew 4. So this guy obviously does all the yep. work. You you throw him down when you have him, and then the rest of your mana just goes towards, like, I don't have to Crew anymore.
0: Have yeah. I, this card does a lot of work, especially, like, like I mentioned at the beginning, in your primer, you kind of talked about struggling on the token front. So it becomes one of those things. Like, the best way to actually get rid of a vehicle player is to get rid of the creatures to crew it. It's actually not to get rid of the vehicles. Oh, like you can have right, vehicles right, all right, the yeah. live long day, but you can't do anything with it if you can't actually turn them on. So Peacewalker is, like, I would say the best backup commander in any vehicle deck, yeah. regardless of your strategy, just because it's colorless to get it out, it's cheap to get it out, You, it doesn't have to be crude to activate its ability. Like, if it was a colorless white, if Peace Walker Colossus is a, a creature, another oh, target you know, vehicle it's becomes crewed, an artifact yeah. creature. Yeah. So if that would make it a lot sweatier, but it's the fact that it's just three mana and now I'm just paying two to crew all right. my stuff. That's a way, way better rate. And, so and, and on top it.
1: of that, on top of that, you're paying three mana for a 6-6, right? That's going to play into everything else. So not only is it a big beater with this ability, it's just like the total package. Total package in a deck like this.
0: All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the East section. Now we're going to head over to the spice and rickers take it away we only have three because i i know know that we had to kind of adjust some of the categories (laughs) so let's just go alphabetical order you guys go ahead and talk about it awesome i'm glad i got the
2: first one because this is by far the spiciest of the spice cards uh forsaken (laughs) in, in my personal opinion this is my favorite one forsaken monument Five generic mana, legendary artifact. Colorless creatures you control get plus two, plus two. Whenever you tap a permanent for colorless mana, add an additional colorless mana. Whenever you cast a colorless spell, gain two life. So, a lot of the vehicles are colorless, not all of them, unfortunately. Uh, vehicles that are crewed are colorless creatures. The pilot tokens you create are colorless creatures, which means they crew for five. I That's I have. How is this? Okay, I got, I got a
1: challenge here too. How is this a spice? This is either a grain is, or a
2: yeast. I, okay. I, I consider it a spice because it's not doing a ridiculous amount of work. You're gaining two life most of the time,
1: but. It's not doing a ridiculous amount no, of work. Oh, it's it's ramping uh, you and also pumping uh, your creatures.
0: Nope. No, it is not actually ramping you in this deck. It, yeah. it can, with certain. But you have to remember, Tuck, whenever you tap a permanent for colorless, add an additional colorless. So basically cut out 80% of his lands in mana producers, because they all produce a color of some kind. So the getting the additional colorless is only going to happen on like Soul Ring. Uh, if he did put a strip mine in here, it's going to be few and far between. You're actually going to get the additional mana. So really, I, I think the argument would more be: would you run this for five? To gain two life whenever you cast a vehicle, which you do have a lot of artifacts, so um, you know you should be getting that two life. What thirty four percent of the time? So well, they have
2: to be colorless vehicles. Also, Kamigawa yeah, yeah. ruined it with all the white and black vehicles. Oh sure,
0: <laughs> sure, yeah. So, but thirty four percent of your deck is a colorless card, so uh, you know you, you're only getting the life gained thirty three percent of the time. The plus two, plus two, it's like, okay, I guess you could make an argument for the vehicle side, but I think, Tuck, where I would say it's a spice, though, I mean, we wouldn't put an anthem effect in yeast. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. What about the one where artifact creatures get plus three, plus three, tempered steel or whatever? That's a total yeast card. Yeah, they're yeast cards when you have 15 thopters. And you're able to like go super wide, but a lot of times and Ricker's. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're probably swinging with what three to four vehicles at a time, maybe.
2: Yeah, I would I would almost say two to four.
0: Okay. Sometimes, so yeah. it's like this is a this is a spice Guard, because he's he's maybe getting an additional four power per combat, maybe gaining two life every other third turn, and maybe I don't know every six turns he actually has the colorless option. I mean you just got to yeah. look at the map. Y'all, you got to look at the data. Y'all, y'all y'all are crazy. I don't think this is a spice card at all but
1: <laughs> this, I'm so this
2: happy a, this this
1: drove this is, such heated discourse. This this is me <laughs> this is this is how Mr. Combo feels about 60% of my choices when I build out what I build out my list. So Absolutely. I feel like I it's like it's like in uh the Dark Knight Rises where Catman disappear or Catwoman disappears and Batman goes so that's what that feels like to nobody. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I this, this goes in spice specifically because it's it doesn't because you hate add, me? it doesn't add an insane amount to the deck but when it hits the table it heats everybody up because they're like yeah. oh plus sure. two to everybody come on plus two to your pilot the when somebody actually corrected me on the pilots is when I was like this card's never leaving the deck because if you don't <laughs> if you don't think about pilots as colorless and you can't uh-uh. make very many of them I, can, I think I can reliably
0: make like three a game. And yeah you. sure see that's another reason why it's a spice ah y'all, i'm with y'all, you rickers y'all, y'all wilding out here <laughs> all right well i'm gonna go next and i'm going to cut because this is actually the spice card i had picked and i want tuck to be heated that we're going out of order mech titan core how oh you bastard that's what i chose too how the hell is this a spice card this card is bananas <laughs> mech titan core two colorless artifact vehicle rare it's a two four with crew two but you can pay five colorless Exile Mech Titan Core and four other artifact creatures and or vehicles you control. Straight A Mech Titan, a legendary 1010 <laughs> construct artifact creature token with <gasps> Flying Vigilance Trample Lifelink Haste. That's all colors. Uh, when that token leaves the battlefield, return all cards, Exile with Mech Titan Core, except Mech Titan Core for the battlefield tapped under their owner's control. So I love... Love, love, love this card so much. Well, and actually, hold on. Hmm. What? I'm it's thinking, incredible. I was in a. Uh, no, I was thinking, I'm, no, on why it's in a spice. I think I was in a game that someone misplayed how this card is supposed to be used. Not going to call them out because I'm pretty sure they put Mech Titan core into the graveyard once Mech Titan died, which looks like here it's supposed to stay in exile. So you only get this once. Okay, I can understand why it's in Spice now, but I love this because oh, it does exi- exile the four and then they come back, so you're getting ETB effects. If it's your fleet wheel, it now comes in as a creature. You can now yeah. hit someone or block uh, without the crew. I-, I think it does give you a lot of stuff, but okay, now I understand why it's Spice and I'm less hot.
2: Yeah, it's in Spice because it's an absolute bomb. You, you play it, hopefully you have that five mana ready because if yeah. you play it and you can't do it right
1: away, you're kind of... Yep.
2: You're it's like it it wrong. It's, it's the
1: uh it's a dark depths argument right of being like oh yeah it's great when you have this 2020 indestructible beast but then someone swords the shares it and you're like well i just burned 16 cards to gain 20 life i guess so yeah. what are you gonna do about it right yeah. how but many it, turns are you willing to burn
2: it, it is 100 an absolute bomb because you throw it down you pay your five you get rid of your stuff you make a 10 10 with the every keyword that they've written and then it's all colors. You swing out, and then somebody's gonna try and kill it, and then you get yep. all your stuff back. And then so that it's, I I thought it was a spice because honestly, it's more of a gimmick than like the world's most useful card. It's just crazy Ooh. powerful for seven mana to be able to do that. But it's like not, it's it's like, I've like never it's seen like it. I've never seen it. It's, In it's, a it's hand? like
1: it's like Coldra with less with uh, less hoops to jump through, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I've never seen it. At all, it's always been somewhere in the middle of my deck.
0: <laughs> one could make the argument, and I'm just saying here. Go with me. You gotta uh, stop. With the, you
1: gotta stop with the <laughs> want to be a millionaire.
0: <laughs> okay, how about an air horn your ass? All right. Uh, so one could make an argument. Mech Titan Core is just like Cyclonic Rift. Go with me here. Oh boy, Cy- <laughs> Cyclonic Rift on by itself is a two mana. you know bounce one thing. And that's oh. the absolute worst you could do with that card. And nobody wants to do that. The way Rickers just described it, you don't want to play Mech Titan Core for two to just crew it for two as a 2-4. It's, I want to do it, and I would need to do it as a seven drop. i got to right, right, two, right. then do the five. So you could really look at this very much like Cyclonic Rift. And I think with that, I think I just sold myself on moving this into a yeast, because nobody puts Cyclonic Rift into a deck and they're like, well, it's a spice because, like, I mean, you gotta pay. Yeah, you seven could. You could pay seven it. for it, right? Maybe. Yeah, but really, yeah. it's a two mana, and I think that's the way this card reads. Like, you're not playing it for two to crew it for two. You're playing it to pay seven and get the big gimmick. Can we all agree on that? Yeah, I mean, you don't have to. You have to convince me. This was my pick two for a reason. Maybe we just rename
2: the spice category, my favorite cards in the deck category, and we just move on from
1: there. <laughs> actually, I like, actually, I don't I don't particularly dislike that, if I'm going to be honest with you, because that's what it kind of boils down to.
0: Well, I will actually say the last card in spice that Tuck's about to talk to, I completely agree with it as a spice. I actually am not yep. a big fan of this card in general. I think you have to put a lot into it to get a little bit of a payoff, but what is that card, Chuck?
1: Yeah, and that's Mechagodzilla Battle Fortress, a.k.a. Hangerback Water Walker, so double X for an artifact creature construct that's a zero zero enters the battlefield with X 1-1 one, one counters on it. When it dies, create a 1-1 one, one colorless thopter artifact creature token with flying for each 1-1 one, one counter on Hanger Water Walker, and then a colorless and tap, put 1-1 one, one counter on Hanger Walker. So I think this is probably the spiciest of these in the sense of how it kind of falls in between things, for me, I see this as something where you've you've kind of have flooded out early and maybe got a bad... You're on like the bad end of a board wipe. So you're like, I don't really have enough to cast Grease Fang and do something, but I have a bunch of mana lying around, maybe because it's being powered up by a Forsaken Monument. I don't know. And you're like, all right, I'm effectively just going to like skip this turn and just make this giant Hangerback Walker that when it eventually dies, which it will, I will now be able to crew the next turn. Yep. But to Mr. Combo's point, I'm kind of in the same boat where you got to put a lot into it to get a little back so I, I think it's kind of one of those this is one of those more hail mary cards or i don't have anything else to do so i'm just going to do this thing yeah
2: i uh i agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly so in my experience i can normally cast Hangerback back at uh x equals three situations. so six mana put them down with three sure and then yep. let them sort of sit around and then i end up with a leftover mana a lot so Mm -hmm. it's just like pay into it and then he beefs up pay into it and he beefs up and he's sort of crewing here and there but people aren't really paying attention to him and they're sort of worried about killing him at the same time and i mean Forbid! I put down Forsaken Monument and then create a bunch
0: of three three thopters. Who, who knows? And then start killing people. Yeah. So it could, yeah, it could happen. It could anything, happen. To anyone. Anything could happen. It, <laughs> it, that's why I think it is a good spice card in this deck because it technically, do, when it dies, it technically does give you more things to crew with. Yep. Uh, it is a mana sink for like I talk, talked about. You've kind of load your load early. Don't have a l- whole lot of places to go. The the one bow with the card that I'm not a big fan of. It's you got to choose one or the other. Are you putting the plus one plus one counter or are you crewing? Um, I wish it could read something a little bit. More, and I get it, this is an older card, so that's why it reads this way. But I wish it would be more of like a one mana, put a plus one plus one counter on Hangerback Walker, activate this once, uh, during your turn. Oh, once like a turn speed. cycle or something. Yeah, yeah, I, something like that would be okay. I could, I could, because then you can kind of do both things.
2: I will submit that if it was pay one put a counter on this card would be heavily in yeast and it would kill everybody.
0: Well, no, no, but you can only activate it once per turn. Now we're starting to get a lot of those effects in here. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like if it's just one activate it once per turn or once only during your turn, then it's like, okay, I can kind of see the appeal of the vehicle aspect. Um, but I think it's fine and it's fun. I mean, I don't get to see Mechagodzilla played all that often. So
2: yeah, yeah, I I I I I put it in there because the Mecha Godzilla foil was like 5 bucks and I was like, okay. Oh, so <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll throw that in. Oh, that no, great. I'll add <laughs> that to the cart to get the free shipping
0: bonus. All right. Well, let's head over to the bottle capping and as a reminder everyone, these are going to be King Rickers, Big Tuck and Eyes, three cards that we're each going to cut from the deck. We're each going to add a card that'll be under $5, under 50 bucks at a no budget recommendation. We just can't talk about mana-only lands. So I'm going to go first. I am going to cut the Brute Suit. So Brute Suit, three colorless, artifact vehicle. It's a 4-3 with Vigilance with Crew 1. It's like three cents. So we kind of alluded to this in the beginning. The deck is very streamlined. There's, there's not a lot to cut. Yeah. I mean, heck, even after we got through, I don't even know if I would still cut any of the spice stuff because I like, I could see the fringe stuff out there. So really, just for me, Brute Suit, it was just boring. It didn't give a lot for the three mana other than just Vigilance and the fact that it could be a 4-3 blocker because the crew won super cheap. So I, I don't know if you have any strong opinions about Brute Suit. Uh,
2: no. Um, I think you'll notice that even before we started, that was one of the ones that was untagged because I was like, I don't know. It's just here. It was was a vehicle for low mana with decent stats. That's that's why it's here. That's 100% why it's here.
0: So so one thing I did is I tried to use my Saram deck to say like, okay, what vehicles does Rickers not have that I have? Look at those differences and try to figure out like, is there a reason to bring this one in? And I did find one and it's funny because it allows you to draw cards. Uh, and I'm usually like the person anti putting in things that draw cards. But this is something, it's a vehicle. It's going to be able to help you provide value later in the game. Um, you'll be able to bring stuff back. And it's an ETB, so you're always going to get it with three spang. I think it's worth looking at Bomat Bizarre Barge for the deck. Oh, four colorless artifact vehicle uncommon from Kaladesh. It's a 5-5. And it has crew three for 18 cents. But here's why I think it's good in the deck. When it ETBs, draw a card. So we're basically saying go up a mana, draw a card, and we've increased our power toughness by plus one, two. I know that the crew's a bit more, but I I don't know. I I feel like where this deck would stymie, because the thing I love about my SRAM deck is I always have access to card draw in my command zone based on all these crappy artifacts that I'm playing. Um, You don't have that with Grease Fang. You have great value. It's just, I feel like if you ever get to that point of like, I need to draw something else, I don't see tons of ways to be able to easily do that. So I think if we do this swap, it it could give you that value later on. I mean, what do you think of the Bowmat?
2: Uh, I actually like it a lot. So I know the Crew's higher, which is like the one downside you even notice. But at the same time, if my absolute bottom end is Crew with Grease Fang, to swing out and then maybe I get a chance for them to not want to take five and I get to draw a card on my next combat. That's like, that's great. That seems great. So uh, outside, I mean, brute suit, like you mentioned, does essentially nothing. It just cruises for one. (laughs) So, so it cruises for one and it, it, and it doesn't, it it can defend for three the next turn also. So that's, that's all, that's all I could say for brute suit on a plus side and Bomat Outside of that, it's just like much more interesting. Like the more text you add to the cards, the the better yeah. it fits into the vehicle deck. That's yeah, for sure. and the uh,
0: bigger screen, Tuck needs to read it. Yeah,
1: I got a lot, I got a big one for mine.
0: <laughs> I got a, bit, a lot of a lot of reading to do. So, all right, Tuck. Well, then give us your.
1: Uh, yeah, will get into cut. it. So I'm gonna cut Oval Chase Dragster for kind of the same reason. So uh, it's four colors for an artifact vehicle. That's a six one trample and haste, and it's got a crew one. So um, I think this is fine. Uh, you'll probably have something to crew it. I like the one that you had mentioned earlier when it enters the battlefield. It enters as an artifact, so you don't even have to worry about cruising. Like, re- you don't even have to worry about crewing it. So for me, it's just kind of like if we have to cut something, we probably have some excess vehicles that maybe are kind of cute or like just re- just repeating the same thing. So in my opinion, this is one where it's kind of like it's fine. But if we have to cut something, this would be one that would be on the list for me. Hmm. But I'm gonna be replacing it because we're gonna be tapping a lot of things, right? We're tapping left, right, and center. We're gonna be creating a lot of things to tap and untap. So what about having some way that we can untap, create new pilots, draw a card, and then ultimately win the game with what am I I think this is maybe this is like my new pseudo murder, Halo Fountain. <laughs> <laughs> two colorless and a white for an, artitha- an artifact from Streets of Capena. It's a mythic for just, just under the $5 it. budget. It Three <laughs> Colorless and a white tap, untap target creature you control, create a 1 1 green and white green citizen creature token. Two, co- two white tap, untap two target creatures you control, draw a card. Four, uh, sorry, five white untap, five white tap, untap 15 target creatures you control, you win the game. <laughs> Why not? Why not put it in here? You already have the artifact creatures with what you're crewing, or the things that have been crewed. You get to create more pilots, you get to draw cards, and then maybe win the game? Who knows? I don't know. But now you have your engine to create more pilots, and you also have your engine to draw cards. Slam dunk! In a a three, in an artifact, in an
0: artifact card. Well, Here's the thing, though, you can't run uh, intruder alarm, so what's the point? <laughs> why, why bother? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's
2: a. It's it's certainly not a bad suggestion. That pay two to untap two tapped creatures, like and draw a card. That's a that's a defensive. Like, I really like that. If this just said that, I I probably almost like the card more that pay fine oh. just looks bad it <laughs> just looks, uh, bad. No, it it looks, looks terrible but I, like, like,
1: i'm hot needed. i'm hot on. i'm hot on this card because there's one guy played with ken kenshi he's he like was a pseudo pro player back in the day so i have whenever you try to recommend cards to him, he always pooh poos them it's like mr combo on steroids like mr caught Com- like it's it's even it's way worse like mr combo is usually like yeah i appreciate it but I think I'm going to go in a different direction. He's like, "No, you're stupid," and here's why. And I told him to put this in a deck, and he was—he literally in the message is like, "God damn it, <laughs> like I can't." You got me. The one time I got him, so I'm hot on this card. I'm trying to shovel it in as much as I can.
0: Well, I'll say the one thing I do like about the card is it does one of my favorite things in Magic commander specifically makes off color oh, yeah, what yeah, your yeah, deck yeah. is <laughs> yeah. the fact that we're getting a silencia citizen creature tokens let's go even better what's up to like you got to recruit
2: citizens into your biker gang
0: yeah see yeah. exactly <laughs> you're turning these citizens into criminals it's just it's, well, <laughs> it's yeah. exactly what the communists want because technically what you're doing is you're recruiting the neighborhood watch so that way when you do your illegal bike races it's like oh the yeah yeah they're on my side yeah they're it's good okay. yeah they're on they're on the level all right, Rickers, you mentioned you've streamlined this deck quite a bit, and I know from personal experience, whenever you build a deck, and you've only played it a handful of times, and it's very fresh, or you feel like you have it at the right spot, it's hard to cut cards and add them. What did you decide, though, to cut and add to this bad boy? So, the cut card, I mean,
2: I also wasn't the biggest fan of how Ovalchase Dragster acted. Oh, Okay. Acted. I could choose another one that I have. No, no, that's up. perfect. Okay, so that was probably <laughs> yeah. what I was going to take out. But a card that I saw fresh out of uh, Legends Baldur's Gate is Mighty Servant of Leuk-O. I don't know if it's L-E-U-K hyphen O. Oh, yeah,
0: it's almost kind of spelled with meaning like Leukemia.
3: Yeah.
2: Just without yeah. the emia. Yeah, Mighty it's, Servant. It's the Mighty Servant of Luke o Oh, <laughs> Sure. Three generic mana, Artifact Vehicle, so swapping a vehicle for a vehicle, pretty sweet. Uh, Trample, Ward, discard a card for people who want to get rid of
0: it. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs)
2: Whenever Mighty Servant of Luko becomes crude for the first time each turn, if it was crude by two creatures, exactly two creatures, it gains whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw two cards until end of turn, and it's a 6-6. So crew four, you can hit that yeah. pretty easy. Crew and two creatures, um, just seems insane for a high yeah, like sick. nineteen
1: cents.
0: That's that's really
1: sick. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's real good. Uh, if I <laughs> if I can do my Robert De Niro face, like mm, okay, it's real good. It's real good. Oh, really. it's real good. Uh, yeah, you got nipples. You got nipples. <laughs> Lap. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you, got, you got nipples. Combo. You can look me. Well. Here's a question I have for you, Rickers. Would you ever use one of your targeted spells or abilities on Mighty Servant to just discard a card? Or is Ward only, say, opponents? I uh, think Ward might I only say opponents. I think it's po- opponents. It's opponents. So, Ward it's might opponents. be Damn. opponents, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, like, it's like Hexproof versus Shroud. Yeah. Yeah. So that would have been cool because then it's like you have ways to cheat your stuff into the graveyard. But I even think without that kind of very sweaty thought that I had, <laughs> I think it's still great um well i was gonna say you could like you could like
1: plunder it like costly plunder it discard a card then sack it then draw two but yeah yeah
2: unfortunately that's illegal my big thought on how my because like normally in this deck right you wouldn't want your vehicles to have ward because it's like a gift when somebody kills it this one you don't really get anything for it dying and coming back it doesn't have an etb it's just more useful to have around to to crew and draw some cards off of so I enjoyed the board. Also, award.
0: I'd like to point out it was kind of stupid for a very fringe case when I have to say crude for the first time each turn really? uh, as a condition because it has to do combat damage to a player anyways and if you get extra combats you still get it because it has it doesn't decrew itself until the end of turn so literally that one line of text is only there to like if you crude it and then someone murdered it and then you brought it back with Grease Fang, you wouldn't be able to like get the effect, which that's oh, such a yeah. fringe Stupid things about, um. So I, almost, it's like there's a lot of text on here. Let's get rid of that wizard. Come on. <laughs>
2: yeah, they're they're trying to hit that uh, that text yeah. record. Like this set has more text than the last set.
0: <laughs> Dude, for reals.
1: Just All right, it's my last one.
0: Let's go to under fifty, and uh, we already kind of talked about it, uh, but I'll, I'll give a little bit more into my thoughts. I'm cutting drum bellower, so don't Need to retap cap the card. Uh, the biggest reason is if you had the luck and Ori in here, I would keep it. Uh, and, yeah. because then you actually have a way to take your things that crewing, put them into the vehicles, and actually be able to do it. Uh, I don't know if you'd want to run the luck and Ori and Drum Bellower just for that synergy. I don't know if that warrants a slot or not the luck and Ori. Uh unwinding clock is what I meant. Um, so I don't know if you'd want to necessarily do it just for that fringe case, but I just okay, cool. I got some one ones and yeah, I guess I could chump block, but I don't know. That to me, if you're worried about cards making you the target, I feel like Drum Bellower is gonna. Even though you said it's not, to me, that's the cards like oh well, I got to get rid of that. I can't have him. Can't have yeah. get free value. So I don't know. It's it's just it's okay. Sure, but for what would be better? Because your deck is such low CMC, and you know what. Mr. Treefolk Lord and all of your, well, hey, but it's on Moxfield. And you know what? Even if it doesn't apply to you, it's fine. Other people like it. Well, here's an ability that technically cares about the whole land stupid with CMC thing. Pain Seer. Colorless black. It's a 2-2 creature human wizard. Oh. It's rare. It has inspired. Whenever Pain Seer becomes untapped, Reveal the top card of your library. Put that card into your hand. You lose life equal to that card's converted mana cost. So, great way to kind of get a dark confident yes, effect. Yes, yep. But for way way cheaper on the dollars. Literally uh, the promo
1: is- the promo version with the alternate art. The most expensive that you can get is a dollar and cents.
0: Yep, and I will say that promo art's actually pretty. Sick <laughs> yeah, it actually looks pretty
1: slick. <laughs> um,
0: so you know you're going to get that dark confident effect for uh, a hundredth of the cost or whatever it actually is. Um, and this also still kind of ties into, technically, if you wanted to do the uh, unwinding clock drum bellower effect, then Painseer is even that much better. Because then you're crewing and it's untapping, so you're getting to draw a card every single person's turn. So that's kind of a fun way in Orzhov to get card advantage. But I think at its floor, where you're just getting this once a turn, I think it's still great. And it's a two powers. So it'll be able to yeah. crew a fair amount of your vehicle.
2: Uh, I I like this suggestion a lot. That'll be finding a slot for sure. I'd never heard of yeah. this card before. Uh, I don't know if it's taking drum bellows just because of what you said at the end there, where I could possibly draw four cards a turn. That almost sounds. Better. <laughs> you got to figure out a way to
0: tap it though. You got to figure out a way to constantly just tap it. Leave
2: some leave some vehicles. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's the that's the glass ceiling, right? You got to break. Through. Yeah, right. but I do like this card a lot.
0: I'd I'd never seen that. That's great. Yeah, that's Two sick. mana. All right, yeah. we'll tuck. What are you going to cut and add for under 50 bucks?
1: So I have to give you a wag of the finger on something earlier because I'm actually going to cut Unmarked Grave. And this is sad to me because I love this card and I cannot find a, a deck for it. And the reason why you're a scumbag and your friends immediately kill you first is because you cheesed them on this card big time. And you're as to why. So Unmarked Grave is a colorless and a black for a sorcery. Search library for a non- non-legendary legendary card Put that card in your graveyard, then shuffle. So your turn three, healing, yeah, two dreams you're right. are, in fact, cheating the game. So I just think that th- – I think you have all- so many better options of things. Like anything that – all the ones that you have that do this are on creatures, which I think you really need to crew the vehicles. And this is kind of being a one-shot that you're never going to be able to get back because you don't care about instances and sorceries for me. Just was like, uh, <clears throat> again, trying to find things that are tough. It's a tough cut, right? But I think that one's – I think that one's up there. And the one I want to replace is a little expensive. It's the most expensive one I have out here. But you talk about like discarding, right? Being an option. So in my opinion, this card that has been talked about a little bit on Magic Twitter called Insidious Dreams is really interesting here. So three colors and a black for an instant. And it says, as an additional cost to play Insidious hmm. Dreams, discard X cards from your hand and then search your library for X cards, then shuffle your library and put those cards on top of it in any order. So for me, this kind of is like a expensive version of potentially Diabolic Tutor, right? With a little bit of a kicker. If you have your Parhelion in hand and just want to discard it, now you can go Tutor for your next best card <clears throat> at the beginning of the other person's end step, right? If you have three vehicles and you want to make your opponents try to exile your graveyard from there, I just like this, even though it stacks the top of your deck and if people are going to, like, mill you or whatever... Then fine. But I just like the fact that this is gonna be a tutor that also will let you discard and fill up your graveyard from as soon as turn two or three, depending on what you're looking at.
2: Alright. That's a that's a hard
1: swallow. It's a, spice, <laughs> it's a spicy one, right? It's a it's, spice it's a spicy pick for sure. It's definitely a little sweaty.
2: It's a hard swallow. I do like that recommendation a lot. I don't know if I like the swap out card you chose, but um oh, sure. That recommendation paired up with uh There's a card in my deck, Incarnation Technique, which mills five cards. Yes. So you could stack it up with a bunch of vehicles, and then you're set for the next little bit. I think that's a really interesting sort of, like, double play
0: there. Sure. But... um, I was even thinking another angle to where maybe it's turn four, and... uh, like all your, hand, like you kept, you kept a three lander or whatever, and you just didn't draw any land or a four lander and you didn't draw anything. And it's like turn four about to go into turn five. And it's like, crap, I got a hand full of vehicles. I'm not drawing lands. I almost look at this as like, I'd pay four, discard my hand to just tutor up the lands. And then it's like, okay, my lands are set yeah. for the next five turns or my ranch and, I, is and, I got,
1: and next then next you got it. Oh, Mr. Combo, to your point. Now you can like, if I know I can get my land, guess what? Now Grease I can bang. play. Now I can play Grease Bang, and all those things are. I'm just right back in. And then guess what? Those vehicles bounce back to hand. Great! I can just play them, crew them with Grease Fang on the further turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: That is. It's such an insane ability to stack your next five draws. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's just playing. Mean, not playing
1: Mill, or God help you, someone playing Altar of the Brood.
2: <laughs> if you are playing someone playing Altar of the Brood, just stack five sweet vehicles on top and
0: hope they oh, are yeah, yeah. well, easy enough. <laughs> and then and then you put the Altar of the Brood person, me, in the conundrum of like, ooh, I want to play permanence but he probably stacked vehicles there, and I'm just helping fuel his deck. It'll be yeah. like Marin all over again. Turn him <laughs> off. Alright. Well, Rickers, give us your under 50 cut and add.
2: All right, so not only am I probably going to keep Unmarked Grave in the deck, my Let's under 50 add, which is a card that I need to pick up, is uh, So, Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, the yeah, version yeah. that can let me turn three Parhelians. Yeah, there you <laughs> uh, go. There you go. <laughs> one black mana, instant, search your library for a card, put that card into your graveyard, then shuffle your library. And Yeah, it's um, Slam dunk. Yeah, it's it's just one of those ones where 30. you're building the cart and you hit that God, like thirty thirty buck card and you're like, all right, maybe that one waits.
1: <laughs> wow, Mr. Rest. Combo, I got some great news for you. So okay. what do you think the cheapest version of the of Entomb
0: that you can get is? Uh I'm gonna go uh is it collector's edition or something that's gonna make me really upset. What do you think the cheapest version that you can get is? And like what is, the, and what is or and, edition and, and,
1: and what is the what is the price difference between
0: what okay, what do you think this what do you think this is going to go for? I think in tombs probably a $32 card. Wow, very close. Uh 33 for Ultimate
1: Masters. Good job. And because people know where the real value is, you can get the World Champ deck for only $22. It's only $13 <laughs> cheaper to get an unplayable card.
0: The gold Boarded, baby. Well, Rickers, what card would you be cutting for Entomb?
2: Oh, yeah, I skipped right over that. So a card that just really doesn't do anything for me is uh Oval Chase Dragster. Or not mm, Dragster. You already cut that oh, earlier. Daredevil, Daredevil. They've Daredevil. Got oh, yeah. All right. I, yeah, I was gonna
1: please. cut that too, but I was too lazy to look through and see if he had some sort of loop with <laughs> it or something.
2: He <laughs> <You> totally called <laughs> me out, right. Yeah, but so it's just I don't know, the returning it from the graveyard to hand, it costs four to play. It's yeah. It's yep. really, like, it's a really clunky interaction, and I feel like it belongs in a deck that generates mana off of Sacrifice Loops, and it's, uh, it's really, I haven't liked it. Every time I've yep. had it, I was, it's it's a, it, it's a crew for, it's a crew four card. Like it's I said, really it's not cool. on the
1: list for me, I just was like, I don't want it to sound stupid if I cut this and there's actually some loop with it, so. No, I didn't
2: have one, um. I just like... So, the big problem that I had when I was first setting this deck up was you need creatures to crew vehicles. So, I had yeah. this one, and then this one gets itself back. So, yeah, I wouldn't run out of creatures. But even with that, it's
0: it doesn't do a lot. No, that's fair. Well, yep. maybe, when we go to the next section, you may <gasps> want to put it right back into the deck. Because I might be helping with some of these loot. <laughs> Uh So, let's go to our no-budget section, and I'm going to start with just... Uh, man, there's just better better vehicles out there. We're going to cut Aradara Express. It's a five-drop artifact mm. vehicle. It's an 8.6 with Menace and Crew 4 yeah. for $0.08. Cents. I don't know. It's it's kind of the same reason I cut the, the first vehicle. It's just, if you're not giving me something else other than Vigilance or Menace, I just don't know if you're worth it
2: it's also one of those vehicles that was sitting in the untagged section because it's just sort of like <laughs> such, <laughs> such a vanilla card that's like I pay mana and yeah. now I have a thing it's fine it doesn't yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah so i unfortunately i i thought of one at the last minute that you could do um but i'll I'll kind of hit my boring ones first i know that these are usually like kill that player now cards but i think you can do a lot with an altar of some kind. If you do Ashon's altar, you could crew a vehicle, sack the thing that crewed it, that gets you two colorless mana. You're now able to cash your vehicles that much quicker. Because um, if you guys aren't familiar, three colorless, it's an artifact. Sacrifice a creature, add uh, colorless, colorless. Hey, that gets you uh, your forsaken monument. Boom. Boom. Uh, gets you another one. Uh, so that's one if you're trying to like get out your vehicles quicker. Um, I think that's a good one. The other one that I think is worth looking at is Phyrexian Altar. It's the same thing, guys. It's just when you sac a creature, you get a colored mana. Because I'm starting to think, like, what if you swung in, you're all tapped out, and they're like, okay, well, let's throw, let's block here because he has cranial plating. Well, you could just sacrifice a couple of the creatures that you use to crew your vehicles and then instantly move that over, and you don't need to leave mana open. So I think, there's a, I think you actually can do some sacrifice orzov themes in here, um, and it's going to bring a lot of value. But I didn't want to just go boring, so I think God-favored General, you should consider putting in. Is this another Inspired? It is. Yes! It's colorless White. It's a 1-1 creature human soldier. Inspired. When it becomes untapped, you may pay two Colorless White if you do put 2 one, one White Soldier enchantment creature tokens onto the battlefield. So you talked about needing more things to be able to crew with. I think it's a fair trade-off because the nice thing is it's at upkeep and you don't Half, it's not like you have to pay three, or it stays tapped. Um, so you can you'll you'll kind of have your hand. You won't have the card you drew, but you at least have your hand to be like, okay, do I need the three mana this turn, or would I rather have two additional crewable uh, creatures yeah. to be able to help with my strategy? And I, you can get this card for twenty three cents. Oh, or twenty three cents. Yeah. So I guess let's first pause, Rickers. Specifically, what do you think of the altar aspect? Because I'm sure there's a reason you didn't put them in, but then let's as a group kind of talk about um God favorite general. So the number one
2: reason that I don't have uh an altar of phyrexia or an Ashnod's altar in the deck is because I don't have either of those cards. Okay. <laughs> I I, I, I have an altar of dementia which doesn't quite uh achieve the same ends. <laughs> <laughs> nope. But um the god favored general card seems really neat and it definitely fits that mana sink that i was using it as an excuse for uh some other cards earlier mm-hmm. so if only it created colorless soldier enchantment creature <laughs> tokens
3: <laughs> but
2: uh, but i do like it i think that i think i might even have one of those in my uh, in my box oh somewhere. nice so good
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, i lo- i love god i love god favored general i think any of these inspired things are just going to be like Money in the bag, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're going to be tapping creatures anyway, so you might as well get some value out of them when they untap.
0: Yeah, sure. and I guess it's kind of, if you do keep the drum bellow in, this is a good mana sink for each turn. Mm, it's like, mm-hmm. well, I had a bunch of mana left over. Well, I, you know, was technically threatening nine. Well, I guess I'll just pay three, and I only threatened with six. Oh, your turn. Oh, well, I guess I'll just threaten with three. <laughs> and the next person's <laughs> turn it's like, well, I don't give a crap now. I'll just yeah, use exactly. all my I'm mana. going to do it upkeep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Tuck. Give us your cut and add if we're going to make Rickers become homeless. Very, uh, it's not. It's very. It's relatively cheap. Uh, I am going to cut. This was really tough because again,
1: there's just not. There's just it, you do. It is very streamlined. But I'm going to cut Armix, uh, Filigree, Thrasher. So I see where you're going with it. I can see your expression. Mister Combo had this in one of his chaos builds, and it was a monster in there. I just. I don't know. I, I don't think this card does quite enough here. So two colorless in a black for a 3-2 legendary artifact creature golem. It's not a vehicle. When it attacks, you may discard a card. When you do, target creature defending player controls gets sex will on a turn, where X is the number of artifacts you control plus the number of artifacts cards in your graveyard. I get it, right? Like, it's a removal spell. I just don't like it because it only targets one thing. And you have to... I think you also
0: have to... Attack with it, and it's only that's a three-two, right? That, so that's why I don't like it. it. Is because you have yeah. to attack with it. It's not even like when it becomes tapped, you or be if it, or it if
1: it was like when you attack on your turn, if it's yeah. untapped or whatever. It, it, so for me, I just it just seems like it's a little too sweaty for this for what it does. It's fair. But I do like the discard, I get where you're going, again, this was difficult, so I'm going to cut it for another card, which I'm guessing you'll be talking about shortly as well, which is another new one from uh, Baldur's Gate, called Nautiloid Ship. So this is four colorless for a 5-5 artifact creature vehicle, it's a mythic, Um, and it has flying, and then when it enters the battlefield, exile target player's graveyard. And then it has, whenever Nautilus ship deals combat damage to a player, you may put a creature card exiled Nautilus ship on the battlefield under your control, crew three. So you're going to have to kind of be smart about it, right? You're going to have to figure out who's the real threat here. If someone's playing Marin, if someone's playing some sort of character or reanimator, you wait, you wait, you wait. And just right when they're getting ready to go off, you can bam, slam this guy down, exile it, start crewing it the next turn and start getting that value right back for you. So again, I think if you look at like the like some of the more vanilla uh vehicles you have in the deck, this one does a lot more and gives you a lot more like of a hops environment to prevent someone who's also playing a graveyard deck from going off.
2: Yeah. I definitely had Nautilate ship in my sights. It's not one that I chose for any of these. Now I'm now I'm pretty glad cuz we get to talk about another card. <gasps> but uh another one, another card, but this this Just like that other, the Legends Baldur's Gate stuff, there's some really cool vehicles that they stuffed into this set. This one's...
0: Well, and I'll say this, because this card's a bomb, but I think this is just going to further cement rickers. Like, when you can pick up one of the altars, you need to. Because being able to sacrifice this and then be able to bring it back, and then you're just constantly oh, hitting another person's graveyard. graveyard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now, that, now that's another pile of stuff that maybe you can, like, you know, maybe the first one you used to did it because it was all instant sorceries, and it's like, I gotta stop the combo. But then maybe the next person, it's, like, actual creatures that you want. But I, I think that, like, if any, I mean, think about it. If you could repeat Bog with no additional effect, you would do it. And I yeah. just look at this as a repeat Bog with more upside and easier to get back from the graveyard in your deck. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I I do like the Nautilus ship a lot. I think good. It's a ag- it's aggressive and it's gonna make people upset and everything I wanted.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Rickers, close out the bottle capping and kind of the episode. Give us your final cut and your final ad if you could spend any amount of doll hairs possible. Alright,
2: so my final cut to make it dramatic is gonna be the Conqueror's Galleon. I do not enjoy oh, how yeah, it's interesting
0: i almost cut that but i yeah. kind of on the anti- boat there's it. so much
1: value
2: yeah it, there's a lot of value there but it's also like so when it attacks you exile it and then you have your like fancy land that can yeah trading post the the land, yeah. draw cards and um <clears throat> it sort of gets around what the deck wants to do and doesn't really play with everything else while it's got its own utility But what does play with everything else and lets me hit my eight cards all the time and actually hits a pretty risky non-budget
0: section is... Before we go to that card, though, you do know that this would be a cool, funny synergy with the one altar you do have, Altar of Dementia. You attack, you do your damage, end of combat trigger, you sacrifice it, someone mills ten. Is it power or toughness? I think it's power is it uh, power? Okay. power yeah if, if it's power then yeah never mind because i was gonna say if it's toughness holy hell <laughs> mix... okay never mind <laughs> cut the card
2: yeah i think conqueror's galleon has to go um but what i want to put in instead is anvil of boggarden mm. oh yeah two colorless mana artifact each player skips his or her discard phase And during each player's draw phase, that player draws an additional card and then chooses and discards a card. So I'm just continuously filtering through my deck at warp speed, ruining everybody's day. Their hands are all full of crap that they either can't cast or don't want to use, but I've just got vehicles coming out left and right for a
0: nice piece. A nice piece
1: of Magic history for you as well for forty (laughs) five dollars.
2: Yeah, for forty five bucks. So I've I've had my eyes on that one and. Have never found a real it's solid it. reason to pull the trigger. <laughs> it, you got but, one now, man. It's only yeah. gonna, it's only gonna go up.
0: So and yeah, that is that is a really good card. I like that quite a bit. Yep. Now I, I do think you kind of run into the uh, challenge, and I don't know about your play group, but there's so much card draw happening now, and like the one one thing you could do against a card draw player is like, well, they got to discard down to hand size at the end of turn, unless they have a reliquary tower or a spell book, something like that. it, It kind of, yeah. And so this kind of does give your opponents the no maximum hand size, which is a little unfortunate because, you know, that could come back and bite you in the butt. So I see the advantage of the discard, but I would say if this was in your pile today, I'd probably qualify it as a spice because very much, it could be the hand that feeds you, or the hand that bites you.
1: Yeah,
2: ends the game <laughs> the a little clo- too The fast. closed
0: fist or the open palm.
2: <laughs> but, um, I've, I've liked it. Uh, I think if it, it goes in this deck and it just gets me blown out of the water too many times, I'll just throw it into, like, my Turok discard deck and then ruin it oh, yeah, there over there.
0: <laughs> but, well, guys, um... That was awesome. Uh, if you enjoyed the content, please leave a five-star review. Uh, subscribe. Do all the stuff, whether it's on YouTube, Twitch, podcasts, all those good things. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of us, here's how you can do that. You can get a hold of me at Mr. five on Twitter. I'll spell that at five. Big Tuck, where can people get a hold of you?
1: I am at Big Tuck Tweeting on Twitter. I did some shit posting this week as requested, so there you go.
0: <laughs> you can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. Uh, we will have... King Ricker's deck list posted, the video, the audio, and um, all of our picks and cuts at cmdtower.com slash BNBE148. Basically type in cranial plating mech hanger, and I've been wanting to say this, damn, tower.com. <laughs> damn. Uh, and if you are looking to support CMD Tower, there's a lot of myriad ways, uh, not redundant, because we didn't to talk about myriad today, uh, that you could do that, patreon.com slash cmdtower.com. Etsy.com, CMD Tower in the search bar, or AbyssProxyShop.com using code Tower. All three ways are all ways that you can support the channel in some sort of financial manner, so that way we can continue to pump out quality content for you. So, Brews and Patrons, Grease Fangs Garage, let's start with good old Rickers. First, did you have fun? B, did you learn something about the deck? and roman numeral number three are you going to do any of our cuts and ads go
2: oh tons of fun this was a great hang you guys are awesome uh i learned a decent amount about my own cards and what rules are on them stop telling people unmarked <laughs> grave puts Parhelion into the grave <laughs> and uh hey, some, to- yeah, look
1: listen it, it happens a lot i get put in my place every <laughs> once in a while mr combo has a flip has a flip and puts in a band card into the cuts and ads it happens
2: uh, to my own credit I don't think I've ever tried to do it in a game with Unmarked Grave but maybe on spell table <laughs> I'll see what it can slip by. Uh, <laughs> but absolutely pain sears a slam dunk. Halo Fountain yep. is actually pretty interesting with the pay oh, to untap. I knew it <laughs> yeah uh, we'll we'll give God Favor a try and Insidious Dreams we'll 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 think about. Sure. But um you guys had a lot of really cool uh really cool suggestions that I think will fit. And then there was a well, that's, third that's, one.
0: That's what,
1: that's what we do here.
0: I yeah, and third. I'll say I, I, had a, I had a ton of fun talking about the deck because I've played against Marketing Ross's Grease Fang deck because kind of what he did is he created, I don't know if you saw this in the Discord, but he created kind of a actual garage where he has, I think, 70 cards that are white, and then he can just have 30 cards or 35 cards he could put in that make it Orzov or Boros. Oh, yeah, They're yeah, all yeah. vehicle decks. Um, so I've played against his Fang deck. And I'll say, his was interesting. I really enjoyed it and the flexibility. But now seeing an actual dedicated Fang deck, I can see kind of how that power, and if you really yeah. lean into what this guy can do or Rat can do. Um, it's super cool. I, I hope I can play it against uh, you with this and Spell Table in the future, or even um, you know, if you end up coming on um, slinging cardboard rectangles at some point. Um, I think this would be very interesting because I've never played against a Grease Bang deck that is only a Grease Bang deck.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really fun. I think I think it's really well built. Um, I think these ones are really fun. I think this is like a it's like fair, but like has the juice in it. You know, I think you cutting personally, I think you keeping like smothering tide and that sort of things out of there makes the deck a lot more unique. Um, and which I like a lot. Uh, no offense to Mr. Combo or anyone else out there that are the tithe that are the tithe people. So, yeah, man, I, this is really fun. We really appreciate you taking the time and hopping on with us.
2: Yeah, it was lots of fun. I definitely need to uh, play with you again, Combo. That one game we played where I played that Alela deck that did absolutely nothing for seven turns <laughs> was, uh, was less than substantial in my mind. Um, so, so having a chance to actually come at you a little bit would be, would be great. Uh, oh,
0: holy hell. Well, I, I guess whenever you do come at me, I'll play my sixth CMC tribal deck I'm building. Uh oh, um, we'll see go. how they go. <laughs> All right, cue the music. And we're out.